Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. And now it is time for the Sports Drive. Your host, Josh Lopez, will be taking calls for the next two hours. And his co-host, Sean Mann, will be giving you up-to-date news direct from jockjournal.com. So, get on the line and become a Jock Star. Here on Jack Journal Radio on a Friday. Thank God it's Friday. My name is Josh Lopez. I'm the host of the Sports Driver Live every Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays here on Jack Journal Radio and JackJournal.com. If you ever want to see our on demand episodes, that's the place to go. We have open call lines for you at 602 753 1743. Also, you can hit up our text line at 77948. So, dial 77948, type in text, please send the message. If you have any questions, thoughts, soliloquies, diatribes about the Packers Lions game yesterday, hit up that text line. Or also, just give us a call during the third hour if you'd like to go over the games with us. It is a Friday, so in the third hour of the show, me, myself, uh, yeah, me, the big win, and of course, Sean Man, the gutter ball man, will be uh, making a pitch for week 13 of the NFL season. Um, let's get some particulars out of the way before we bring in the big win. Um, we're on Twitter at Das Sports Drive. It's DA Sports Drive. We are uh, local Chicago sports fans, so it made sense for that Twitter handle. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter at WC Josh Lopez. Follow Frank on Twitter at Josh JL Frank. Uh, Sean will be here in just a couple of seconds. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SeanManSWR. Um, anyway, oh, one last thing. Oh, by the way, we're on Facebook too. This is Sports Drive with Sean Man and Josh Lopez. Uh, you'll find it. You get all our information there. We got a lot to get to, not a lot of time. We'll talk about, of course, the Packers Lions game to start off the show, but. We also have the Skippy Bash Hour at the top of the hour with the Snowman. And before we bring in the big win, I want to say a big thank you to all of you. This is the completion of the fourth week here, the Sports Drive of episodes, and we've reached over 500 listeners. Mm-hmm. And that's thanks to all of you. That's thanks to all the people that check out the show on iTunes. That's thanks to the people that listen to the archive show on Blog Talk Radio or the link on jotjournal.com. And thanks to all of you, and we gladly appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you for giving this show a chance. I feel like our goal to doing this show is like if me, Sean, or Frank were sitting next to you and we're talking about sports, that's what that's the vibe I want you guys to get from this show. I want to have that back porch sports conversation where you could be uh, non-PC and share your opinion, not be held back by certain standards or whatever. We're professional, but we do tell it like it is. 
You can agree or disagree with us, but we tell it like it is. With that said, let me bring in our first co-host here. Uh, of course, we you can follow him on Twitter at J- Josh Gerald Frank. It's big, the big win, scale force win, Frank Sprinkle from Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. Oh, What's gosh. going on, buddy? Dear Lord, think of something new for what's Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. Instead of going to bed every night, always dreaming about me in a big Blue Bumblebee suit with a blue tail coming out of my fanny. Well, I gotta tell you, you know what? Yeah, I, yeah, you, you better not. I'm sure you don't. But anyway, you know what, guys? TGIF, you know what? I certainly enjoy the weekend looking ahead to it. But you know what? We've been doing this for three weeks. You know what? I'm starting to hate Fridays because you want to know why? Because I won't get to spend time with the two of you until Monday. So you know what? That means there's no immature male bonding for another couple of days. And by the way, we got over 500 uh, followers now. Josh, you're the one steering the ship. You're the one piloting the ship. You're becoming a cult figure. You do know that, don't you? You're becoming the leader of this cult. Pretty soon people are going to be bowing down and looking up at Josh Lopez. Dear Lord, what is this world coming to? Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, oh no, think about it. About I don't know about the that. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, buddy. Hey, let's bring in our second co-host of the day, Sean. Man, he just came in through our Skype connection. Um, Sean, I'll tell the piece before the show. We thank the fans to listen to the show because obviously we do the show for them. And we kind of look at the show, we look at this show as like a back porch sports conversation. We want you guys to have the feel like if we're sitting next to you and talking sports, that we're, we can express our opinions and not be politically correct. With that said, let me bring in the calls of the sports writer, Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. It's Gunner Ballman from Blue Bumblebee, Idaho. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. Since, you know, I have had a very, very tough couple of weeks with bowling, and it's been a very rough season. Other than that, I am doing fine. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Drive on this Friday, December 4th, 2015. Doing good. How are you, Josh? And uh, how are you, Frank? Welcome to the Friday. And, of course, everybody's ready for the weekend. I have one question for you guys. We all know about Sean's bowling adventures and his adventures to Walmart and getting his haircut there. I have a question for Nick Lind, though. Okay, where do I get my haircut? No. Do you have any odd, strange adventures that you can tell us about? Odd, strange adventures? Oh, my goodness. You people need to hang out with me every day. Odd, strange adventures? Uh, let's see. Uh, odd, strange Oh, my goodness. No, I'm pretty much perfect. I'm pretty much... Uh, you know what? I could do anything mm-hmm. possible. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, oh my, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. you're now you put you, you impersonate the Grease Lightning cla- uh, cat. Oh, uh, yeah, Grease Lightning. That's what you do. You compared me to John Travolta early in the week. Now, what is that? Do I literally look like John Travolta all of a sudden? Oh, jeez. Yes, with the blonde hey, hair, come on. yes. Hey, come on, Frank. We know very much that you like Grease, and that's why I sent you the uh, link of Grease Lightning. And, Josh, I know you enjoyed listening to Grease Lightning on Facebook. By the way, I, I like can tell song. you what of my... I don't like the soundtrack, and I don't like the movie. So that's oh, jeez. You know what? Now I know what? Now I know exactly what to get to jo- get for Josh for Christmas. He just gave me an idea. Oh, just stop. Guys, I can tell you, guys, I can tell you, I can tell you something I'm not good at. Literally, I can tell you guys something I'm not good at that I wish I was. 
because, you know what, maybe uh-huh. it's a good thing. I'm not good at this because I wouldn't be here right now. I cannot hit a baseball mm-hmm. very well. I wish I were a Major League I Baseball could. player growing up, but my batting average was probably .050. I struck out a lot growing up. So, by the way, what, what base terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. So, guess what? My my hitting ability at the plate is really the equivalent of jo- of Sean Mann's bowling adventures. As a matter of fact, if I go to a batting cage, and I like to visit the batting cages once in a while, no guess what? I may swing and miss at a fastball to the point which I fall on my blue bumblebee oh my batting. Oh, my gosh. cannot believe what I'm hearing. I hit a base started. You know what? I guess here's another thing, too. I cannot debate pro wrestling with Josh Lopez without him beating me. Jeez. There. I'm a loser. Sean, we're all losers. You're a loser in your bowling. I'm a loser in my debating yeah. with Josh when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, Josh? Oh, no, he's the perfect co-leader. Bow down, almighty Josh Lopez. You know what? People are going to be looking up to you. That may be scary. Are you ready for people to be looking up to you on their knees, bowing down to the almighty yeah. Louis Hump, Josh Lopez. And I'm ready to win another debate right now because we're going to transition into last night's news fest from Ford Field as the Green Bay Packers defeat the Detroit Lions 27-23. to uh, If you have any thoughts, opinions, if you'd like to call in and talk about the game, call us at 602 the sports drive here on Jock Journal Radio. We'll be heading to commercial break at 9.20 Central, which makes it 10.20 in the East Coast. Okay, guys? So let's mm-hmm. stick to the format here. Um, okay, so the Lions were up 20-0, obviously, in the half. No, 17-0 at halftime. They got a field goal in the start in the third quarter. And it's just uh, a crazy comeback by the Packers. Uh, finished off, capped off with a Hail Mary throw from Aaron Rodgers to Richard Rodgers as the Lions season suddenly basically came to an end on their home field and on a primetime stage like that. Kind of ironic because the Lions beat the Packers a couple weeks ago at uh, Lambeau Field. So um, Packers seem to be back on track. I, I, I'm not buying into the stock as everybody's making it out to be Konata last night's game. I'll give credit where credit's due. I thought Rodgers played good yesterday, but at the same time, there is glaring issues on this team that you can't overlook. And I, just from an overall entertainment standpoint, I thought the game was beyond overrated. I, I was falling asleep during the, I had more fun covering SmackDown last night than watching last night's game. Um, I thought some of the officiating was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't know what the face mask is. Honestly, I don't even know what the passion of fear call anymore because even before the face mask call, there was a throw down the field where one of the Packers receivers were looking for a pass interference while yes. the, that receiver was holding a freaking line defender. And that should have been a 10-second runoff and the game would have been over. So I understand where Lions fans are coming from, where they're like, oh, we were expecting a loss like this. But the Lions should have won yesterday, and it pissed me off. Let's start off with Sean here. What was your thoughts on the game last night? First off, I didn't even watch the game last night, but now I can understand that, you know, Lion fans are very, very disgusted, very, very fed up with this uh, with this game because, you know, the Lions played, outgained, outplayed, outcoached the Green Bay Packers every step of the game. 
my thought was it was 23:14, so I said, "All right, I'm going to turn in. I've got my job that I got to do with the sports drive and get up at a good time." So of course, I've been up since four in the morning because there was a lot of stuff I had to look up and get and uh, get to. But you know, for Green Bay to come back and win was a what you call a miracle. It's like the old Al Michaels philosophy from uh, of uh, "Do you believe in miracles?" Yes, but. Uh, you know, how often do it, does a Hail Mary happen? Not very often. There's a lot of, um, uh, you have to have luck on your side big time to win it on a Hail Mary. When I turned on my phone, I saw it was 27-23. I was like, what the heck just happened? Green Bay won the game. I was like, wow. I, because I went to bed thinking, okay, it's 23-14. Detroit's got this game. They're up by nine. There's like six-something left to go. And then I just saw it, and I was like, Whoa! Could not believe it. And of course, I was texting with a friend of mine, and then I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Couldn't believe that the Packers came back and won. But you know what? We said this on the at the top of yesterday's show in the third hour when we had that writer from Jock Journal that came on, Tim. You know, and we talked about yeah, we talked about this yesterday that this was why why did I pick Detroit? It was very very simple because Green Bay to me is not a very, very good football team. They're lucky to be 8-4. and four. They should be 7-5 and five right now. Even though Green Bay still won the game, I still do not think the Packers are a good football team. They might make the playoffs, but uh, Green Bay is not going to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, Packer fans, for you out there listening. I just don't think Green Bay has what it takes to compete with Carolina, Arizona, maybe Seattle in the NFC. I know they did beat Seattle, the Packers did uh, this year. But, uh, you know, Green Bay um, was lucky they won the game. You know, and if they had not, if that 10-second runoff had been called, they would have lost. Packer fans be a morning again and continue to keep slipping and slipping in that NFC wild card and NFC division. Before we go to Frank, Frank, I just wanted to open the text line for the fans here. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. In your opinion, do, do you think the Packers rebounded or not? That's the question you guys hit up our text line at seven seven nine three. Do you think this is going to be the spark that brings the Packers back to Super Bowl contention, like Stephen A. and Skip Bayless will say today, or are you going to be rational and be realistic and look at what the team is and say they're not going anywhere that much? So let's go to the big one, buddy. Uh, what was your thoughts on the game line tonight? Aaron Rodgers to Richard Rodgers. Boy, by the way, I want to say mm-hmm. this about to Sean and you. Did you guys, uh, listen, especially you, Sean, did you miss this game? This game aired on CBS and the NFL Network. Guys, I guarantee you 20 years from now, you'll be able to watch this as one of the NFL's greatest games on the NFL Network. You just uh-huh. 20 years from now, we'll still be, yeah, what? yeah, true, true, true reality. Hey, it's reality, Josh. All because oh. a penalty saved the Packers. They should have been ca- that that face mask should have been called. Ten second runoff. All because the pe- they got away with the penalty. And yeah, twenty years from that, give me a God. break. Yeah, yeah. Years, they won it because they had luck on their side, and a hail mary saves it for them. If the Lions would have been yeah. in position, they would have batted the football down, and hey, Detroit would have hey, walked off with a upset. You can Frank, ask me any question, question you want. So, so you're going to tell me this is one of the greatest games because it's opposite the fail, Mary, that happened in Seattle? Nice. Oh, because nice. Rodgers guys, got guys, retribution guys. in the final seconds? Come on. Guys, I got I, no, listen, I got a name for, for this play. You know, it's called the fail, Mary, in Seattle a few years back. How about we call this the living hell, Mary, 
Living H-E-L-L Mary, because that's what people in throughout the state of Michigan are feeling right now. This touchdown play, this, this Aaron Rodgers to Richard Rodgers 61 yards, it is causing people a living hell right now. And by the way, uh, anybody that has the last name Rodgers, and Rodgers is a common last name, anybody that has the last name of Rodgers is probably being thrown out of the state of Michigan right now. And, and in fact, on all the PBS stations throughout Michigan, they are probably never going to air another episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood ever again because nobody wants to hear the last name Rogers throughout Detroit and throughout the state of Michigan. Hey, you know what? I just thought of something else. How about um, car production? Think about this. Detroit is the Motor City, Motown. You got the big three. You got GM. You got Chrysler. You got Ford. Well, guess what? Vehicle production has come to a halt in Detroit and will not be and vehicles will not be produced for probably another six months. They are so depressed right now. Guys, this game okay. is definitely the classic and Josh, I disagree with you. You don't see this game as being a game to propel the Packers season. I disagree. One game, one play, one moment. That can propel a team here. The momentum shift. I honestly think the momentum has shifted as far as the Packers season. And yes, be aware, Minnesota Vikings. Be aware, because the Packers and Vikings play the last week of the season. And the Packers and the Lions, and the, pardon me, the Vikings are in first place right now. So the schedule makers could not uh, schedule this any more perfect. And look at the next two games for the Packers. They're winnable. Cowboys, Raiders, very winnable. Then we get into the interesting part of the schedule, the Cardinals, the Vikings. But, guys, I want to talk about last night's game. The Detroit Lions blew it for themselves. Listen, I'm a Chicago Cubs fan, but if you look at what it's like being a Chicago Cubs fan, being a Detroit Lions fan is the equivalent of being a Chicago Cubs fan because think about this. Detroit Lions are the Chicago Cubs of the NFL because if you're the Detroit Lions Something great, you're either a a god-awful team and you're going nowhere, or something great is happening, something outstanding is taking place, and guess what? The bottom all of a sudden drops, and that's what happened for the Detroit Lions last night. Guys, say what you want about this face map. Listen, the play, the, the Lions offense, once again, we learned that Matthew Stafford is not a good quarterback when it comes to being in the clutch. And guess what? Unless you're going to be a clutch quarterback, unless you're going to respond to pressure-packed settings, mm-hmm. you're not going to be an elite quarterback. And clearly that's what hey, Matthew Stafford this. did. You can ask me let anything me you want. This. Say whatever you want. It's free country. I'll give, I'll give this. It's an emotional rebound, especially with how the Packers lost four in their last five games. But Let's not gloss over how bad this Packers team has failed in the clutch in the last five weeks. Okay, I get it. They won. And I get yes. you get, you're coming from with how one win can propel a season. Is it an emotional rebound? Sure. But is it really a true yes. rebound? You said it's, you say those are winnable games. Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll give you the Cowboys. But, hey, you don't see the Cowboys want to come in and get revenge for what happened in last year's playoffs? I'm not going to say the Cowboys are going to win, but it's the thought you need to have with that. And then they're on the road in Oakland. Okay. And the Packers, <laughs> Packers, Packers won the road well, last night in Detroit. Pa- Packers I, don't play good outdoors and on the road. And then you got, of course, the, the game in Arizona. 
and then you could the Vikings game. Hey, you're thinking, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. The Packers can still finish the season at night at seven. What I have to mention, you know, I have to say, Frank, that I have to disagree with you on the next couple weeks for the Packers, okay? The reason why I'm saying this, okay, look, they thought they had Detroit won and they lost that game 18-16 to yeah. at Lambeau Field. The Lions ended their mm-hmm. 24-year drought because they had had so much misery trying to win there. You can't just tell me and say, that uh, Frank, that the Packers have a next easy couple of weeks. They could lose them. The Packers need to take these games against the below 500 teams seriously. The game against Detroit. They have to take they that one seriously they because they – Well, I don't know. Like I said, Green Bay to me is – You know what? The Packers are not the same team like they were last year. Uh, you know, right. had you know they should be seven and five. They're not a good football team. The Packers, you know, it's like, and Josh has always had a point, Frank. And I have to, and I know you're going to disagree with me, but yeah, okay. Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl, but what has he ever done since then? Not much. He hasn't done. He hasn't been productive. He's choked in the playoffs. He hasn't done it. You know, and how everybody praises this guy. It makes me sick about the media praising him and why they have to bring the NBA into this whole situation. This is the NFL. The NBA is a different league. I am so sick and tired of the fact that writers and even Packer teammates thought before the beginning of the year with how great Rodgers was that Aaron Rodgers is the next Michael Jordan. I thought, I mean, that was so stupid. And then Magic Johnson compared Aaron Rodgers to Larry Bird. What I'm getting at is that Aaron Rodgers is not a clutch quarterback. He is not clutch. He won it because they got away with the penalty, and he also won it because of one lucky Hail Mary. Like I said, Detroit would have been there, batted the, like, what did I say? Bat the ball down. Batted it down. Detroit wins. Green Bay's at 7-5. and And you know what, Josh? You have an interesting point. The Packers very well, very well, could end up at maybe eight and eight or nine and seven and still not make the playoffs. I'm telling you, Mike McCarthy's job is on the line every week because the Packers know they don't make it. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Mike McCarthy is out the door, and then Aaron Rodgers is looking for a new offensive system with a new head coach. Guys, look at the emotion surrounding this win. Look at how pumped. Look at how excited Aaron Rodgers was. I'm going to be honest. In this uh, downfall, the Packers losing three out of four. It seemed that they were dead. There was no emotion. There was no excitement. It seems that they were a team that had their heads down in the ground. But I am convinced with this win last night that their heads are hanging up based on the fact that with this one game, this one play to win the game, that has all of a sudden sparked life into the Green Bay Packers. Are they going to make the Super Bowl? I don't know. Truth is, I don't think so. Because there are certainly a couple better teams, the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. Although, I'm going to say this. Be aware. Be aware, guys, of the Green Bay Packers. One play, oh, one game, hell a team. Josh, you, I mean, just, oh, come on, Josh. Sean, you should know that better than anybody. Look at what happened after uh, the game in Kansas City last year for the Patriots. Then they were propelled to go on a winning tear. If anything, if I'm a listen, if I'm a team playing the Green Bay Packers, if I'm in the NFC North, or maybe for that matter in the NFC, I'm being aware. I'm being aware of the Green Bay Packers because this game, this play has brought them back I, I, to I'm life. Sorry, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta get this because I'm, I'm, I really add it up here because 
you're really <laughs> hot, you're really riding that media bandwagon that really threw off last night. You know what's the difference between the Packers and the Patriots last year? The Patriots didn't lose four out of their last five games before the Monday Night Football game. You've got to really be realistic here. The Packers are not a good football team. Okay, no, they're they won not. last night. Big freaking deal. Prove it again next week. And you're going to say, oh, we have to be scared because they, oh, they, they celebrated. They had a big celebration. Any football team would if you had a, a Hail Mary play like that. It's not going to change their season. This, this team has too many injuries. There's not effective leaders on this football squad. And honestly, they should have lost the game even before the face mask call. Mm-hmm. So this miraculous thing is going to change the Packers season. It's a, it's a fallacy. It's a myth. It's perpetuated by the media because they want the Packers oh. to be Guys, in that position. Like... They don't They don't want the Cardinals and the Panthers to be in the Super Bowl. Hence why they're pumping up the Packers so much. Oh, the, the miracle in Motown. It's a sport. It's a storyline perpetuated by the media to make you convinced that the Packers are still Super Bowl contenders. Enough already. They are Super Bowl contenders. And, 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 right? Josh, I hate to but admit they are. You know what? The, the way, I'll say it on this show. The way I look yes, at are. this, okay, the way I view this is, is that had Minnesota been prepared against Green Bay, they could have beaten them at home. If the Vikings would have been prepared, they would have been a team that would have beat them before Thanksgiving. And then, of course, they lost to the Bears. Then they would have, you know, you're talking about the fact the Packers could have easily not just been seven and five. Green Bay could have yeah. easily been back to 500. They could have been six and six. And I have to say that since the game against the Denver Broncos, this Packer team is not. There was something wrong with them. Apparently, maybe that's when things started to go downhill for them because Aaron Rodgers had one of the worst NFL games of his career when he threw for 77 yards. Green Bay will not make the Super Bowl. They will not. I don't care what anybody says. The Packers will not make it because they just don't have the talent. And Rodgers is not clutch in the postseason. I've seen it the last couple of years where he just doesn't step up in the playoffs. Green Bay still could very well choke. Minnesota could walk away with the NFC North Division. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to try to keep this quick. If I had to look at two teams right now in the NFC North, who are really, really good, right? Like between the Vikings and the Packers, right now I'm going to give it to the Minnesota Vikings. Sure, Minnesota didn't even play well against Green Bay, but Minnesota has a better chance of winning the NFC North than Green Bay does. Minnesota is a totally different football team. Here, here, here what frustrates me is the fact that, okay, they won on a Hail Mary play, which was lucky at the end of the game, which they shouldn't even have that play in the first place. But it's crazy how we forget from one week earlier they lose at home clean to a team USA Today and the media said we're going to be 3-13 and and the worst team in the NFL. So this philosophy that everything's going to be changed and the Pac-12 are legitimate title contenders is asinine to me. You don't lose to the Bears at home, and I'm a Bears fan. Super Bowl contenders don't lose games like that. Super Bowl contenders, Josh, finds way, find ways to pick up momentum, they find key moments in a season. I'm not saying the Green Bay Packers are going to the Super Bowl, but if I'm the rest of the NFC, I would best be aware of the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to tell you, this NFC, uh, right, it's just getting started. We're going to have a lot of fun here. 
we're going to have a lot of fun, and it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. But, you know, and then if you go to the other side, you go to the Lions, you're devastated. You're waking up, you know, going to work, scratching your heads. You're thinking, wow, how could we let a game like that slip away since we've been just realizing we're not going to make it to the play since they're not going to make it to the playoffs. This is going to sting for the Lions for a long time. This is probably, I would agree with you too, Frank, probably one of the worst and devastating losses for the Detroit Lions since they lost the NFC wildcard game to the Dallas Cowboys, 24-20, to in which we all know ended in some controversy where they should not have lost that game to Dallas. And so for Detroit, you know, I think the, the thing with the Lions was, look, their goal, even though they knew that they lost this, was they knew they weren't going to go, but they wanted to finish up strong. This is a tough loss for them. They're going to just have to shake this one off, realize, wow, you know, blowing a 20-point lead, had the game well in hand, and then Green Bay just wins it on a lucky, lucky Hail Mary. I'm calling it luck. They were lucky to win the game, the Packers did. Have no business being 8-4. and Guys, right, let me say this. Let me say this. Once again, a Green Bay Packers quarterback has had his moment against the Detroit Lions. Brett Favre had his moment in the 1993 wildcard game. I will never forget. It was a late Saturday afternoon game. I was watching it at home on TV. Uh, Sean, I don't know if you were watching it. Josh, you obviously weren't watching it. You were still a few months away from being an existence on this planet. But it was January 8, 1994. It was in the Pontiac Silverdome, the Packers and the Lions, NFC wildcard game, late Saturday afternoon, and all I can remember is Brett Favre to Sterling Sharp. And that led to the Packers defeating the Lions in that mm-hmm. NFC wildcard game. The Packers, the Lions were actually heavily, heavily favored. So you have, as far as Lions fans goes, you have the ill-will memory of Brett Favre to Sterling Sharp in the 93 NFC wildcard game in the Silverdome. Now uh, a good 20, almost 22 years later now, 22 years later, you have the ill memory of Aaron Rodgers to Richard Rodgers, the Hail Mary, or as I like to call it for those living in Detroit, the living Hail Mary. I can agree with that, and especially for a Lions team that's not won a playoff game since January of 1992. That was when they beat the Dallas Cowboys. But for but anyway, I don't want to get off subject. Uh, yeah, so again, yeah. I can agree a little bit there, Frank, that that uh, the Packers stunned the Lions, like you pointed out, you know, January of 94, a Saturday, the wild card game. I watched it. Watched, ABC. Yeah. I can tell you, it was an ABC. I can tell you who announced the game. It was Brun Musburger and Dick Vermeil. Mm-hmm. On that note, we're going to head to our, on that note, we're going to head to our first update of the day. Update brought to you by JackJournal.com. Go to JackJournal.com to get your non politically correct sports perspective and all things NFL. Go to JackJournal.com. You also can find our on-demand episodes in the Jock Journal radio section of the Sports Drive. With the first update of the day, here is Sean Mann. We're not heading to commercial break yet, but after this update, we'll have on-demand sports history. Go ahead, buddy. All right. Thank you very much, Josh, and thank you very much, uh, Frank, for the Sports Drive on this Friday. Here's what we got. NBA last night, here are the finals that we got. Miami, 97, Oklahoma City Thunder, 95, Denver, 106, Toronto, 105, Orlando, 103, Utah, 94, San Antonio, 103, Memphis, 83, Portland, 123, Indiana, 111, Boston winning in Mexico City against the Sacramento Kings, 114 to 97. Here's tonight's action in the NBA as it's getting ready to pop up right here. Here's what we have. We've got the Nets. They're taking on the Knicks. 
That game is on ESPN. Game starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 4 p.m. Pacific. Phoenix Suns at the Washington Wizards, Milwaukee Bucks at the uh, Detroit Pistons, Los Angeles Lakers at the Atlanta Hawks, Houston Rockets at the Dallas Mavericks, and lastly on ESPN for the Friday night doubleheader, it will be the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. So that's the action that we've got in the NBA for this Friday. In the National Hockey League, here's what we have from yesterday's action. The Avalanche over the Rangers, 2-1. Devils, 5. Hurricanes, 1. Capitals, 3. Canadians, 2. In overtime, final overtime, the Senators, they beat the Blackhawks, 4-3. Red Wings, 5. Coyotes, 1. Panthers, 2. Predators, 1. Wild have a 1-0 shutout against the Maple Leafs. And lastly, the Dallas Stars over the Vancouver Canucks by a score of Five, actually, 4-2 to two for the surprising Dallas Stars. Tonight's action in the NHL goes like this. we got the Coyotes at the Sabres, Flyers at the Devils, uh-huh. Panthers at the Blue Jackets, Blues at Islanders, Bruins taking on the Flames, Stars at Oilers, and lastly, the Sharks taking on the Anaheim Ducks. In the NFL, the final, as we start week number 13, Green Bay wins 27-23. to 23. Be sure to join the three of us as for the third hour, we will be covering all of the action for Sunday's games and Monday night football as week number 13 is in full swing as the NFL season keeps going faster and faster. That's the Sports Drive. I'm Sean Mann for your update. Back to the host of the Sports Drive, Josh Lopez. Thanks, Sean. You did a great job, buddy. Welcome back here to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. We got open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. We also have the text line at 77948. Uh, um, type in the word text. Type in the word text and send your message. Uh, which side of the fence are you on? Are you with Sean and I's perspective, or are you agreeing with Frank in the uh, cliche media perspective that's coming out of last night's game? We, we can't love match. to hear you guys' perspective on this topic. <laughs> Uh, so this is one of our fun sec- this is one of our fun daily segments. I'll try to keep this under a minute because we do have to hit our first commercial break of the day. But let's get into this. On this day in sports history, you guys ready? Got ready. Interesting stuff yeah, here. Educate me. Educate me. Come on. Come on, professor. <laughs> on this day, on this day in 1943, baseball commissioner Keysaw Mountain Landis announced that any club was free to employ black. Players. On this day in 1964, Major League Baseball established a free agent draft that would take effect in 1965. On this day in 1977, the NFL's 5,000th game was played. On this day in 1997, Tony Bursette of the Dallas Cowboys rushed for 206 yards against the Philadelphia Eagles. He became only the third rookie to rush for more than 200 yards in a game. On this day in 1987, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was held to only seven points in a game establishing an NBA record of seven, 787 straight games with double-digit points. So that was a big moment for uh, basketball there. On this day in 1997, um, the NBA suspended the Charles Freewell of the Golden State Warriors <laughs> for choking and going to kill his coach, P.J. Carl Mitchell. And oh, I remember that. that oh, yes. <laughs> and, and you know what? And that was, and before you go on, Josh, that was at the time yeah. when the Warriors were a despicable 1 in 13. They were a bad basketball team. And Latrell Sprewell, he made the news, and we were all talking about it in school. I'll never forget that. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. They were bad then. On this day, 1997, John Elway surpassed 3,000 yards for the season. It was his 12th consecutive season to pass for more than 3,000 yards. Two more quotes here. On this day, 1997, Barry Sanders set an NFL record when he rushed for over 100 yards in 12 consecutive games. And then a really damper on this one, but on this day, 2001, O.J. Simpson, Simpson was involved in the incident with another motorist in Miami, Florida. Simpson was accused of scratching the other motorist's face while pulling off the man's glasses. X. <laughs> mm. And that's on this day in sports. That's on this day in sports history. We're gonna have to our first commercial break of the day. When we come back, we got an interesting topic. Just know, lay back and crack some jokes. And I, I don't know if it's me, but are, are you a music fan? And do you want to see Coldplay? As your Super Bowl halftime show, because that's what it is. And I have a rant because I am a Metallica fan. We'll be right back. Amen. Sports Drive here on Shock Journal Radio. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's a wacky waterfall. It's a shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs. No transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at Material.com today. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! Some people dream success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. Or anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there. No, what are you waiting for? Do it! Just do it! Yes, you can! Just do it! Stop giving 
do it. Just do it. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Uh, obsessed. Obsessed with sports. We all love talking sports here on the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio with open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. You, the NFL fan, here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. I'm Josh Lopez alongside Sean Mann, the historian man. we got big Gale Force Lynn, the blue bubble bee boy, Frank Sprinkle. We have a text line for you at 77948. Type in the word text. Face in your message if you'd like to talk some NFL with us. Don't forget, at the top of the hour, we'll be talking to Brian Snow for the Arena Sports Network for the, yes. the infamous Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. With that said, gentlemen, uh, we got some more football to talk about here. And once again, we want to open our text line here because it's an interesting topic here. What's some of your favorite Super Bowl halftime shows? Do you like the Super Bowl halftime performances? Do you have any favorite Super Bowl moments as far as it comes as a game? We're all open ears. We'd love to hear from you guys. So you hit up our phone line, our text line. We'd love to hear from you guys this topic. So it was announced yesterday that Coldplay will be the official halftime show for the Super Bowl 50 in Santa Clara, California, the home of also WrestleMania 31 this year, which I got to cover. Uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, I can, I can say this from a visual aspect, from being there live in person, the stadium is really cool. There's, there was live performances there at this particular WrestleMania this year. Levi's Stadium is a very beautiful stadium. The, the neighborhood's nice. There's a six flags across the street from it in the parking lot. Also, you know, one of the cool parts of Levi's Stadium, guys, is the fact they actually had their full practice facility behind the stadium. I was I've seen that. Uh, yeah. I was looking at the side of it. While, while at WrestleMania, I was like, wow, this is, like, really cool because they actually have a full-length football uh, field behind the stadium where they practice. It, it was really, really cool. I, I thought that was really interesting because most football teams now have their uh, practice facilities in a suburb or something of their particular stadiums or whatever. So yes. I, 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 yes, thought, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Josh, let me ask right. you a question about Levi Stadium. You've been there. You've been to Soldier yeah. Field like I have. Obviously, I've never been to Levi Stadium. Uh, does it kind of okay. remind you of Soldier Field? Because if you take a look, at least no. I'm going by what I've seen on TV. Well, just the configuration with the boxes on one end. You've got okay. the video screens planted where they are. Does it? So it yeah. doesn't remind you of Soldier Field even to the slightest. Because I've seen on TV, and I've always figured this looks somewhat like Soldier Field, just the configuration. No, there's there's a couple things people uh, miss out from a visual aspect. 
Um, obviously, people go off of the fact that there's not those Roman, like, still posts that you have in front of Soldier Field, like that Colosseum type of feel in front of it. But there, there right. is a... There is there is a center face of the stadium that that is that, that does look pretty cool. It's like a full like class presentation with Levi the local Levi Stadium on there. And sometimes they'll add graphics of what type of fans are on there. Like when I was there at WrestleMania, Sean could see the pictures I put up on my Facebook page when I was out there in California. Um, and we were when I was there. Um, it's really cool because this is a really unique environment. Obviously, California, you're going to see mountains surrounding these things. But what's really cool about Levi Stadium, the environment brings, is it has this feel like you're going into war, like you're in the jungle. This is like oh my blue, goodness. like there's swamp. It's stuff about to get down. That's what I really enjoyed about this year's WrestleMania environment because I was looking around the stadium, the outdoor stadium, but at the same time, you have all these cool-looking, like, mysterious mountains by it. I thought that was really awesome. Uh, I don't want to get off topic, but uh, yeah. on your Soldier Field topic, Frank, um, just wanted to ask. The, the only similarities I feel that there's in Levi Stadium and Soldier Field is the fact that not inside, when you're walking through the corridors of the stadium, there's not a lot of, like, memorabilia or, like, uh, you know, some places will have, like, some banners and some cool graphics of the team history yeah. surrounding the stadium when you're walking you by the you restaurants have or whatever. You, you have that in Soldier Field. Well, you, you have it at one side of the field. Like, the other side is just walking. There's nothing there. It's just walking in some food places in front of it. But, um, yeah, that's the only similarity I, I see with it, but... The, the seats are comfortable. That that's something that I really enjoyed about Levi's Stadium. The seats were actually comfortable, and um, the only bad part of it is that it's a lot of money for the food. I didn't pay for any money for food at WrestleMania. Well, what so. is it? Go to an NFL stadium. It's always expensive. No, I just all right. Yeah, I know. But move yeah. on. Before we move on, I just wanted to say, just by seeing it on TV, just the inside, not the outside, just the configuration yeah. where you have luxury boxes on one end. The layout of the yes. big screen, I've always seen that as being similar to Soldier Field in that regard. I can, I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. The, the they, do, they, do have, they, they do have a massive uh, media um, studio thing. So, yeah. That too. I, I, think Dallas, I think Dallas has the biggest one. Obviously, because how big AT&T Stadium is. So, they have the largest media uh, press room of everybody in the NFL. So, yeah, I, I see where you come from with that. Um, before we move on here, um, I I won't give Frank's uh, perspective on this because we were talking about this before the show started today. But let me ask you, Sean, are you mm-hmm. in or not in favor of Super Bowl halftime shows, buddy? Because it, it's been going on for years now. There's been some great performances I... in the past. I, I have this in preference 70s rock fans and Metallica, but that's me. Uh, what about you, buddy? Do you enjoy those Super Bowl halftime shows, or would you be done with it? I I enjoy them. I think that they uh, provide a lot of spark. They provide energy, enjoyment for people, for NFL fans, for people who are realizing that it caps off another great season. Like, what I'm getting at and what I'm saying is that it's a good thing that, you know, this 
the Super Bowl, of course, is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, you know, once-a-year thing. And what I'm trying to get at and what I'm trying to say is that they realize they're getting ready to cap off another great Super Bowl, cap off the entire season, because I'm in favor of it. I think it's a great thing. I've enjoyed the performances. There's been great performances. There's been not-so-good performances. Mm -hmm. There's been, of course, one embarrassing performance, uh, and I think everybody knows where I'm going with that one. Yeah, we yeah. Janet Jackson, yesterday. you know, that was embarrassing. But they've done a lot better cleaning that up and making them really uh, wonderful. I enjoyed Paul McCartney and Wings, February of 05, when New England Philadelphia played. The Rolling Stones, they were good. Yep. John Mellencamp, yep. you know, the Who, you Tom know, there Petty. was a lot. Yeah, John Tom Mellencamp. 42, I, I 42. Just, I think, no, no, Tom Petty. Tom, Tom Petty, Petty. Uh, okay, I thought John yeah, Mellon. Super Bowl 42 in Glendale yeah, with Tom Petty. The one with the, okay. the, the David Tyree uh, Giants uh, Patriots uh, Super oh, Bowl. Yeah, that, that Josh, very Josh, please don't give me any nightmares. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but I think... Yeah, go ahead. But, oh, okay, I was just saying, I, it's a great thing for the Super Bowl. It's a tradition. People want to see their favorite bands perform. My favorite of all time probably would have to be the Rolling Stones. I thought when they performed in Detroit, they were absolutely sensational. You know, it's kind of funny. We had this story when we were at uh, Sports World Radio. So, Super Bowl, uh, a few years ago, the Ravens and the 49ers. I was really happy because all the media members were going to say, oh, the 49ers were going to blow out the Ravens because Colin Kaepernick, for some reason, you see how much he's really grown as an NFL quarterback, by the way, over the years. But <laughs> that's either here or there. Um, there was a, obviously, the 49ers were going to win because Kaepernick was on that massive role. But I was happy for the Ravens to win because, obviously, for those that do know me, the Ravens are my second favorite team in the NFL. They're my favorite ASC team. So, those are nice ones. Nonetheless, Beyonce was the Super Bowl halftime show for that particular Super Bowl. And we had a story because, you know, the lights went out in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And all Sean Mann was worried about <laughs> was the people in the bathroom. Oh, so no, 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 no. bathroom boy story. Hey, he makes a great point there. He makes a great drive. point. Everybody who's listening. Sean would, you li- Sean, would you like to explain, please? Well, the lights went out, times were bad, I was thinking of, yeah, everybody in the bathroom, and I was thinking of the concession stands, people could easily get hurt. See, isn't he a great guy? Isn't Sean Mann a great guy for thinking about the safety and courtesy of all other people? Sean, you're awesome. I <laughs> love you. Very Don't much. And you too, hey, guys. I, I'm, I'm sorry. You are a great but you, you are a great guy, buddy. I'm not taking anything away from you, but for me, I, I'm a sports fan. I'm not... People in the bathroom stalls are the last thing on my mind when I'm thinking about oh. Super Bowl. I'm wondering when the damn game's about to start. Hey, and hey, you're worried hey, about hey. the freaking people in the bathroom. <laughs> hey, how would you feel if you were in the restroom and a public bathroom and you were in there and the lights went out oh. and you banged your head or you, or, you, or you fell down and hurt yourself? Come on now. Or hey, you could have possibly hey, hey, elevator. Oh, yeah, the elevators. We can't forget about those people, too. Nash texted and said, uh, hey, son, there was nothing embarrassing about that Janet Jackson halftime show. There's nothing embarrassing about boobies. By the way, if you want to share your favorite uh, Super Bowl halftime memories, 
please hit up our text line at 
But yeah, Janet Jack. But Janet Jackson was the embarrassing one. You think of the children. Think of the children that had to watch that image of a boob being posted right there. I didn't see it. Dude. Think of the children. I didn't see it live. I seriously, I, I did not. Well, see I was it live. watching. I was listening hey. to the first half stats on hey. ESPN when New England hey. was playing Carolina. Uh, I'm not PC, but I, I don't mind seeing movies. I'm sorry. But Justin Timberlake shouldn't have done that. Embarrassing. Hey, guys, let me give you a little bit of a trivia question. Who performed? Listen, okay. guys, you're not going to get this. I don't expect mm-hmm. you to get this. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to even. Or do you want me to ask you this in a question form, or do you want me just to give you the answer? you got to make it quick because we've got to go to the break soon. Okay, I'll tell you what. No question here. Super Bowl one. The okay. Los, in Los, the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, Kansas City Chiefs of the AFL, the Green Bay Packers of the NFL, January 15, 1967, okay. the first Super Bowl. The performers of that Super Bowl halftime show were the University of Arizona Marching Band, the Grambling State Marching Band, Al Hurt, as well as the Anaheim High School Drill Team and Flag Girl. Boy, think about this. With that Super Bowl one halftime performance, which was great for the time, the first Super Bowl ever that didn't even sell out, we had to have a teaser at halftime of the Thursday night game between the Packers and the Lions as to who was going to be performing the Super Bowl halftime show. Boy, think about this. Who would have thought a half century later that the Super Bowl halftime show would evolve into this cultural phenomenon that is live bands, that is that is that is the big bands, that is the You know, Frank, you bring up an you bring up an interesting point because, you know, half century Ago, you know, in um, for Super Super Bowl Fifty, when you're talking about Green Bay out of the NFL taking on Kansas City out of the AFL, I got you know I've got like the first thirty Super Bowls on DVD. It's amazing what the popularity was like for the NFL. I think it was just that with Pete Rozelle, he felt like you know maybe he kind of mm-hmm. felt like you know like okay, let's try it and see how well we can do to hey, bring guys. popularity because the Coliseum didn't right. sell out. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Guys, I gotta pull a plug. You guys kept going on. We got we gotta go to the break. All right. Oh, that's right, we do. We gotta go to the break. Well, you kept going on. So you did. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna head to the break. When we come back, we'll start Skippy Bale's Bash Hour with the Snowman, Brian Snow, here on Sports Drive on Jock Journal Radio. Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at Material.com today. Hello, and welcome to McDonald's. You've probably heard, we're revamping our image. But you may not know about all the wonderful new changes in store for our customers. You've seen our hot new hipster hamburglar. But have you seen the new Grimace? He used to be such a sourpuss. But now, he's a puss magnet. Uh (laughs) We also have a new burger for all you tree huggers out there who are too snobby to eat fresh patties from enormous vats of ground-up cows. The McCarrot Burger. Mmm. Healthy and delicious. But don't worry. We've still got all the classics, like the Big Mac. And we're not going to change the Big Mac or the special sauce inside it. Our founder's grandson's great-nephew Randy's been making it, whatever it is, for 45 years. I make it at home in the back room. Late at night. Now let's talk dessert. The apple filling in our baked apple pie was too hot for some people, so we replaced it with something a lot cooler. Gumballs. Mm-hmm. All right. And of course there have been a lot of questions about just what kind of fish is in the filet of fish. 
fish, right? It's, yeah, of course. It's, yeah. It's a, it definitely, it's a fish. But we're not just updating the menu. We're upgrading the entire experience. Karen, do you remember those complaints from moms about the cleanliness of the ball pit at the play place? I sure do, Jeff, but not to worry. Those ball pits will be scrubbed clean by our new global head of play place cleanliness, Randy. They told me I could legally wash the children's balls. Whoa! Don't worry about how that sounds. Randy will only be allowed to clean when our locations are closed. Dang it. Wait a minute. We almost forgot about Ronald. Oh. Studies show that Ronald McDonald actually scares the shit out of children, so he's now known as health expert Ronald McDoctor. Hi. Nothing is healthier than eating at McDonald's. Uh, try our gumball pies. They're very slimming. Thanks, Doc. Hey, Jeff, isn't it about time for our jingle? You mean, I'm loving it? No, silly. The new one. Oh, yeah. Hit it, maestro. Mickey D's, you have no other choice at the airport. So come on down to the new McDonald's, which is now called Anywhere But McDonald's. As in, where do you want to eat tonight, Jeff? Anywhere But McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah, one more thing. F*** you, Morgan Spurlock. Dick. Anywhere but McDonald's, you still have no other choice at the airport. And there ain't no more Happy Meals, neither. Unless you're begging me for it. You like to beg, don't you? Barely ads, the stupid fake commercials. Oh. I could clean your workstation. No, Randy, Randy, that's clean. Come on. Jeff, you want to step to me? Huh? Jeff, I, got, I can take it. Jeff doesn't want you to touch me. <laughs> when you look at the evolution of the smartphone, you will notice that all these devices are constantly getting better in every way. More useful, more powerful, and physically larger. We decided to skip 10 steps in that evolution, and we made the absolute best smartphone that you could possibly imagine. And here it is. The FB... 607! Behold, the future is upon us. And now is the time where we must... Ah, sorry! Really heavy! Hurts the leg. Let's take a look at some of the specs. At 2.5 feet by 3 feet and 112 pounds, it literally dwarfs the competition. And destroys it. The frame is a virtually indestructible cast iron titanium alloy perfectly protecting the 9,500 gigahertz processor. The unique handprint and footprint technology guarantees ultimate security. It's just like Mission Impossible, but in real life. The battery life is 58 minutes, but you won't be using the battery that much because this baby runs on good old-fashioned gasoline. Just fill her up and pull the starting mechanism until you hear a slight humming noise. It's also equipped with cable television. What? It's equipped with cable television! What? It comes with cable TV! Why? Because people love it! And in the unlikely event that you should experience service problems, just bring it back to the shop and the FB607 Virtuosos will change the oil, check the transmission, and examine any exhaust pipes to make sure that you and your loved ones are safe from any harmful fumes that it may or may not produce. <laughs> but be careful, because this phone is so hyper-intelligent 
that you may sometimes find it standing over your bed in the middle of the night, looking at you, wondering what you're dreaming about, just waiting for you to give it something to do. Please, give me a reason to live. Oh, my God! Um, I, I, I don't know, um, show me the weather. The Apple FB 607. It's f***ing big. Barely ads. They're stupid fake commercials. Oh. Don't yell at me. You are not my father. I'm not your father, but I own you, and I would like you to leave the room. You don't own me. This is my house. I own this whole house. Asshole. Why is your house all white inside? Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Uh, obsessed. Obsessed with sports. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back. That was great. One more for good measure since the, the snowman has arrived. Here we go. One more time. Yes. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long. And now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron. But now... The Jockstars fight back. Well, they got fight, so you get to listen to it one more time. Oh, sweet! It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless <laughs> talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back. Ladies right, and gentlemen, and boys and girls... That's right, from that promo, it's time for the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. Get the aftershocks ready. With that said, let, let me, inter- uh, before we get with the particulars here, uh, as we were mentioning before, this show is uh, a non-politically correct sports talk radio show. We like to give the vibe like it's her sitting next to you and talking sports, whether at a club, a bar, a Back porch, or even at your house. It's just fun sports talk with great friends. And have oh, great friends, let's bring in let's bring in one of my best friends in the world. It's the snowman, Brian. Yes. Yes. No. What's going on, buddy? Good morning, gen- good morning, gentlemen. It is Friday and I have the distinct I listened to the end of the of my last rant yesterday. I have a feeling we're gonna have a few more of those amongst all of us. <laughs> I'm not, you know what? I'm going to go hiding in a ditch then. Oh, yep. Yeah, I'm going to go hide. You know what? I have something to say before we get started. Snowman, All right. when the floor is yep, yours, sir. I'm going to go officially in my closet. I'm going to go hide in my closet. <laughs> I'm hiding in a ditch. It's a team effort. This is a team effort, gentlemen. What team? Sean and I are, are, are going to be hiding. Rippers. We're equal Frank, are you going in a ditch rippers. or are you going to go someplace else? I'm going in a ditch, a deep ditch. <laughs> I don't want to see the look on Snowman's face. <laughs> I want to sleep peacefully be- tonight. Yeah, beware or be 
squared. All right, let's do this. Uh, yes. Skippy Fail said that mine. And thus we, we go. begin shock therapy. <laughs> My NFL made the right decision with having Coldplay be the halftime show of the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's your NFL? Wait, do you see my NFL? It's his mm-hmm. league? Is he the commissioner? Oh, wow. Since my co- now, now, well, you know, Skip, you know, Skip Bayless always involves all of the stuff when it comes. Everything has to be my. You know what? Every Anybody, listen up. Okay. Go to dictionary, draw a picture of Skip Bayless, and r- put it right next to mine. And you'll know exactly what my means in the dictionary. Christ's sake! Let's get the snowman. This is his segment, too. Oh, yeah. I want to hear the snowman. Yeah, snowman. Do I have to get out of the way? I only have one statement. At least Coldplay <laughs> being at Super Bowl 50 in Santa Clara, it's much better than the Black Eyed Peas at Super Bowl 45 in Dallas. Amen. That is Amen. Oh, I'll, Amen I'll on that one. You there. Mm. Which should tell, tell you, Skip Bayless, that there's more popularity in San Francisco than there is in Dallas. Oops. Yeah, cause, because remember, remember, Snowman, everything has to be at Jerry World. It's at Jerry World. we got to be proud because Jerry Jones and Jerry World is there in Dallas. That's, that's bullshit. Uh, who cares about heard. Jerry? Why don't we just move to, move to White House to, to Jerry World? The president, ah! can live, the president of the United States can live in Jerry World. He can live at AT&T Stadium. No, don't go to White House to Jerry World. Then that's two places I have to avoid. <laughs> hey, we, hey. We, we have to deal with George Bush. The country's already messed up as it is. Hey, Joe. Well, I rest my case. Hey, Josh, when you go to WrestleMania in Jerry World, you better go get Jerry Jones' autograph. Uh, I, I'll, I might punch, I'd some, I might punch the some bitch in the face. He'd rather toot on oh. Jerry. Oh, yeah, cut the cheese on Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'll repeat my sentence. Uh-huh. I might punch the some bitch in the face. <laughs> I, I, I rather I rather, I rather take I rather take interest in one of his sister or whatever. <laughs> but that's just me. Ouch. You know what? I, I, you know what? If that's the case, I'm hitting, I'm really hitting the I'm go I'm gonna hit the deck if if you do that, Snow Snowman. <laughs> Brian, I love you, buddy, but if you do that, I am gonna literally hit the deck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one here. Skippy uh, Bale said that the Chicago White Sox. It's not impressive, and the signing of Daniel Navarro will do nothing for the White Sox next year. Uh oh, I'm freezing this. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here because of Josh. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Take it, Josh. Take it, Josh. Whether you want to be a New York Mets fan, a Kansas City Royals fan, a New York Yankees fan, a Boston Red Sox fan. A Houston Astros fan, your mother's fan, your Ernestine's fan, Stephen A. Smith's fan, ESPN fan. It really doesn't matter because you don't know what you're talking about. So shut up. Well, probably Skippy would say, well, let's see. The White Sox haven't won a championship in a decade. So what's your point? 
point is, hey, listen, this is this is going to sound strange, but I'm a Cub fan. But I'll be honest, during the regular season at the start, I do root for the White Sox on one condition. I want to see in October, you know what happened. I want to, yeah, that's right. I want to see the Cubs play the White Sox in a World Series. Do you know how much that is my sports dream? A red line World Series. That is my, Brian, that is my, uh, 1906, I understand, but it wasn't a red line back then. The, the Cubs played no. at the west side grounds, and the White Sox right. played on the south side, but not at Old Comiskey. That's my right. dream. My ultimate sports dream, my only sports dream, is to see a Cubs-White Sox World Series. <laughs> it is, it is. And, I, and you know what? Um, you know what? Skip Bayless won't approve that. Go ahead, Snowman. Skip Bayless, you idiot. Do you even know baseball? <laughs> what pissed me off about Skip Bayless, well, a lot of things piss me off about Skip Bayless, but I'll just, <laughs> leave, with this, I'll, I'll just leave with this statement. And Josh, you agree with me on this. How dare you accuse Frank Edward Thomas Jr., a.k.a. Big Frank, a.k.a. Yeah. the Big Herd, a.k.a. a 301 hitter with 500-plus home runs and 1,100-plus RBIs of doing steroids when he was a tight end at Auburn at six foot five and 275 pounds, 16 years in a White Sox uniform, plus a world championship, something you will never sniff in baseball because you don't have the balls, the golf, the nuts, and the nerve to do your research. Thank you. Amen. Amen, snowman. And by the way, Frank Thomas one time said during his playing career, give me the cup because he because he wanted to prove to the entire world his integrity. Give me the and cup. the lack of respect and the lack of respect US Cellular Field gets is absolutely asinine. <laughs> Great ballpark. Absurd. Absolutely. Absurd. I love the ballpark. Period. I'll be honest. Absurd. Guys, I wish, honestly, the Cubs could have played at U.S. Cellular Field for a season and a half to two seasons so Wrigley Field could go, go through these renovations a lot quicker than what it is. Uh, right, right, right. Let's go to the next quote, to the next quote here. Um, it'd be Baylor said that mine. Here we go. <laughs> no, the Lord is right. My, my New York Giants will lose to the New York Jets and the Cowboys will still have a chance to make the playoffs. Oh, you didn't say my goodness. I'm getting out of the way. Uh, you know what? I have hold on. God. Wait a minute. Red flag. Time I'm out. Right. Just I'm running minute. into the ocean. I'm running into the ocean. The hey, 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 one mic at a time. One mic at a time. I'm going I first. Mean. I'm going first. Jets are 6-5. and five. Okay, we get it. Giants, the Giants are 5-6. and six. And you still think, Skip Bayless, that the Dallas Cowboys of all teams will make the playoffs? That comment alone almost made me spit on my Patriots jacket when I was drinking some coffee. Wow! Good Dear drink. Lord. Dear Jeez. Lord. That's a good pill. My right, goodness, Sean, next? you didn't spit on it. Oh, gosh. Right, who's next? Oh, my goodness. I just want to say this quickly. Sean, how could you spit on it? I'm not a Patriots fan, but I thought that new jacket was awesome. That comment was stupid. That's the reason why I almost spit on my jacket. Oh, you almost spit. Sean, don't take, dude, get rid of the, find some place to hide it. That's a good jacket. Frank, you're not even understanding the point. He still has, he's still praising the Dallas Cowboys. Let's move to the snowman. I want to hear his thoughts. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, Bayless. All right, here we go. 
to borrow from Chris Jericho, would you please shut the hell up? I concur. I concur. I concur. Wow. All right, here we go. Here's the next one. Uh, Scoopy fails to demise. Oh. Oh, Lord. No Lord is right. My Golden, my Golden State Warriors will not break the Los Angeles record, uh, Los Angeles Lakers record of most consecutive victories in the regular season. Luke Walton will get a big head, and he'll feel that he'll be a better coach than Steve Kerr. Oh, okay. I'm getting out of here. Wait, Snowman, floor is yours. I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm leaving. Okay, uh, uh, I, I should have stated this. Oh, hell no. I know the Bulls have the record of 72 wins in a season, and Golden State's got their first 20, 23, I believe, or 24, dating back to last year. My only sentence is this. Mr. Bayless, you're right. They won't break the 33-game winning streak record. They will obliterate it. Whoa! <laughs> so he Next. said, "My Golden State Warriors." My Golden State Warriors. That's why I want to leave. He's now claiming the. He's now getting on the the Warriors bandwagon, guys. I'm leaving. Bye. I've heard enough. There's no Bye, room for Escape Bayless on the Warriors bandwagon. I only. Have that's why one. I'm leaving. I only have one thing to say about this. And say it. Skip, Bayless. Skip Bayless. You praise Bayless. Cleveland so much. You praise the Cavaliers, and you think they're the best thing since sliced bread. Look he at the stinking. <laughs> look at the dot on records. Who is twenty and zero, and who is thirteen and four? I rest my case. It's the Warriors. You are a, you're a moron. Gosh! Can I leave now? That's why I said what I said. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I I apologize for the background noise. My dog uh, biting on her toy. These with these. Anyway, what Josh uh, says about uh, that? Oh uh, boy! No comments. Skip Bayless with Nimrod. Let's go to the next one here. Um, Skippy Bayless said that the San Francisco 49ers are reaching Philadelphia 76ers territory as far as mediocrity and leadership roles. <laughs> Did we say that yesterday or something like that? Because I actually agree with Skip Bayless on that. That is no, true. No, he said the team. He said the team, not the organization, though. Oh, well, I still God. agree with Skip Bayless. Yeah, it's hard to believe I agree good. with Skip Bayless on something. Good, good grief. I think that's a stretch for Skip, in my opinion. And I'm not even a 49ers fan, and I can say that's a stretch. Uh, Snowman, what do you say about that? Skip Bayless is mediocre with his thoughts, his opinions, and his research. Period. And his soliloquies. Yep. And, and, and his soliloquies. Thank you. Th- thank you, Josh. Amen. 49, <laughs> the 49ers were in mediocrity once upon a time, but uh, Mr. Jerry Jones... I have a question for you. Which team became a dynasty first? That would be the 49ers. Next one. All right, here we go. 
Uh, Skippy Phelan said that mine. Oh, boy. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> my Boston Red Sox will take on my... <laughs> New York Yankees in the ALCS next, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, you know what? You know, I, I am... I am a Red Sox fan. That you are. That you are. And I have to say this. Skip Bayless, do you honestly... Okay, first you say they make a mistake by bringing in David Price. Then you say, on a long time ago, I have this... My memory is a file cabinet. You said that Ted Williams is overrated. Now okay. you're pra- you're probably praising the Red Sox because the Red Sox went out and got some big big players on their team. You know something, Skip? Quit being a douchebag. There is the last time these two teams played was 2004. I was 17 years old that, and I was a junior in high school when the greatest I'll comeback end. in sports history happened. You know what, Skip Bayless? I don't even think you remembered that ALCS. Now yeah. you're bracing it and you want another ALCS? Shut yeah. up! It's not going to happen. Yankees the, aren't even very good anymore. Hey, by the way, I don't want to be uh, a doom and gloomer type of guy here, but I, no, I sure. don't. I don't want to make everybody feel. I don't. Want, I don't want to make everybody feel old here. That's what I was. I meant to say. But I was 10 years old in that series, and I was already done seeing the Red Sox with the Yankees. It was a great series. Don't get me wrong. It's one of the best sports series of all time. But I'm tired and sick and tired of seeing Red Sox versus the Yankees. Who wants but but you know what? Hey, 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 hey. That's when history was made, and we all watched it on our television sets. I did, too. It was a Saturday night. By the way, I just realized something. These it Yankee was a Wednesday. Red Sox fans, a Wednesday night. Wednesday. I'm thinking about Saturday. I'm thinking about game four. Four. I'm thinking about Game Four of the League Championship Series. Uh, I, I, guys, I just thought of something. These Yankees and Red Sox fans—they hate each other. They've even gotten to fistfights with each other. But oh, now yeah. I've come to the conclusion. Hold on, I've come to the conclusion that Red Sox and Yankee fans have one thing they agree on. They would just love to take turns pounding Skip Bayless because you can't. Could you? It's either you're either a Yankees fan or you're a Red Sox fan. No middle ground here. Shame Hold on you. Frank. Hold it, Frank. It's first Red Sox or Yankees. You say Red hey, Sox first, then Yankees. I, say, it's, yeah, I said Red Sox. I said Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah, you said Yankees first. Put Red Sox first, then Yankees. Snowman, oh, what do you think? <laughs> that uh, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Mr. Mayless. The ALCS will not feature neither the Red Sox nor the Yankees because it will be a repeat three with the Toronto Blue Jays and the Chicago White Sox. Oh, God. Amen. You know, you know what well, I have to say? Okay, I, I have to disagree with that, okay? That'll be a snooze fest. I, I will sleep through the entire ALCS Sean, between Sean, White Sox Sean, and Sean, that will not be a that will not be that will not be a snooze fest. The first game on Christmas Day in the NBA will be a snooze fest because Steph Curry is going to light up Cleveland for forty. How about that? It'll be that 19, one. It'll be nineteen ninety three all over again. Nineteen ninety three all over again. I remember that series very well. Twelve years old in the sixth grade. 
Next one. Okay, here we go. Uh, Skippy Bayless said he's a. Uh, he said that LeBron James is a better pure shooter, leader, and passer than Magic Johnson. Oh, God. this one's mine. I'm Get out of the way. Leaving. This one's mine. I'm going to an ocean and jumping into it. I've got I'm going to the right now. Uh, a, pure, a better shooter, passer than Hall of Famer Magic Johnson. Leader. <laughs> What the hell have you been drinking and smoking, Skip Bayless? Y'all can come out now. I don't know, but he's high on something. <laughs> Guys, I think I'm drowning. I'm drowning. Did I crack you up, Skill Man? You like that? I don't know, but he's high on something. <laughs> I just jumped into the ocean. I'm drowning. He's, he's high on Mickey Mouse. That's what it is. Mickey Mouse tells you to do nonsense. <laughs> Beautiful. 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 So, you're welcome. Scooby uh, Bell has said that AT&T Stadium is the most beautiful stadium in all of sports here in the United States. Wait, time out. Say that again, please. Yeah, say said that AT&T well, let me say it, man. Damn it. <laughs> AT&T Stadium is the most beautiful stadium in all sports here in the United States. And it's oh in the middle God. of nowhere. That's my only comment. Even beautiful than Cowboys Stadium or AT&T Stadium? Boy, such love of, yes. such loyalty to Jerry Jones. AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. The home and of the mediocrity. <laughs> and a massive pole. Depression, <laughs> sadness, wishes, dreams. The home. <laughs> the home of mediocrity. The home, the home where, of stupidity. The home where Jerry World is, Josh, and where Jerry World would want each of us to sit up on his box. The home of brain dead <laughs> NFL fans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's what they are. If they're thinking they're cow, if, you, if they think their favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys, are worthy well, of a playoff appearance. Well, suppose Jerry Jones. <laughs> suppose Jerry Jones sends us a letter in the mail, and he says, "Mr. Man, Mr. Lopez, Mr. Snowman, and Mr. Sprinkle, I offer you to come join me and come sit in my box and watch America's team, the Cowboys, play." Then my response would be one from George Carlin. You and your ticket too. Um, wow. You know what? I'll go, I'll, go if there's good, I'll go if there's good food. I don't have to listen to him. Skip Bayless said that um, he would like to be inducted into the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's the joke. Of I'm the going day. to the bathroom. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually going to go to Ethiopia. I am leaving and going to Ethiopia now. I'm waiting for the floor to clear so I can hear from Josh, who is the wrestling expert. This is funny. I'm going to Ethiopia. I can't hear him. Take it, Josh. Take it. It's yours, Josh. Go ahead. ESPN, you're committing a sin. Allowing (laughs) Nimrod to be on national television week after week. Year after year. Uh, first off, he doesn't know anything about sports with his life dependent on it. Now he feels entitled to be <laughs> a celebrity wink in the hall because he's in Dallas. 
Come on now. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lose sleep over this, Nimrod. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. My. Guys, I just, I just came back from Ethiopia. What did I miss? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy I did. Uh, here we go. I knew that was coming, Frank. <laughs> uh, Skippy Bale said that my... <laughs> my Dallas Cowboys will be must-see this Monday against the Washington Redskins. That game's going to be boring. <laughs> well, I know what? it is must-see. It's- the all, right, this is, this, all right, this is my response, ladies and gentlemen, everybody. I'm going to sleep right through it. Skip, you can spend time wasting all your energy watching a pathetic cowboy team against the Redskins. <laughs> you know what I hope happens? It's going to be that one game for RG3 to come back for that game only and light up the Cowboys for five touchdowns. Next. Mm-hmm. Talk about capital punishment. That's what we're going to get on Monday night. Skippy Bayless said that the Golden State Warriors is the biggest joke of all time when it comes to teams that are on a streak. Let me, let me uh, end on this one. Let me uh, you know what? No, I, Hold on, Frank. Off. Snowman, I can just imagine and picture your face right now. Wow. I don't want nice. to. I don't. I don't want to. I actually want to sleep tonight. Wait, didn't I he want just? I want y'all to sleep? go first. Okay. I, all right. All right. Let me just say this. I'm, I'm going to the closet to hide. Go to the closet. You may want to go into a bottomless pit. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you claim? Didn't skip, skip Bayless? Didn't you claim the Golden State Warriors as my? So all of a sudden you go from praise calling them my. I admire them. They're mine. I'm a fan. I'm a bandwagon idiot. To all of a sudden calling them a disgrace, dude. If yeah. that is not cuckoo for cocoa puffs, I don't know what is. <laughs> now, oh gosh, I can just I can see it, snowman. I got I just have this image that I would be in the room with you and you'd be shaking your head and having a look of anger on your face about that warrior's comment. <laughs> Joshua, I, I want you to repeat it and tell me when he said it. He said this uh, a couple weeks ago when the first people were talking about this streak, and he said this on a Tuesday show. I forgot what the date was, but I remember it was Tuesday. He said that the Golden State Warriors were the biggest jokes when it comes to teams that were on a massive streak. Ooh. I don't understand it either. I don't. Three years ago, your Cleveland Cadavers were on a 27-game win streak. That was broken by an undermanned Chicago Bulls team. Mm-hmm, they were, the United Center. Yep. I remember 104, that. 104 to 99 was the final there. I watched it live. I don't think you were even prone to do any sports journalism when the Lakers were having their 33-game winning streak in 1972, which was broken by the Milwaukee Bucks. That is true. To say that the Golden State Warriors are a joke would be saying that every rabid fan 
in the San Francisco, Oakland Bay Area is the joke for them starving for a championship, staying with their team, sticking with their team, celebrating with their team for the first time in 40 years, celebrating back in 1975 when the Golden State Warriors engineered one of the first upsets in NBA Finals history after defeating the Washington Bullets in four games and winning the fourth game in the Capitol Center due to a scheduling conflict. Mr. Bayless, to say that the Warriors are a joke is saying that everything else that, wait a minute, everything else you believe in is a joke. Let me come back to that statement. To say the Warriors <laughs> are a joke is to say that every dynasty that you try to claim and we refute with facts and get you off the bandwagon is a joke also. And I'm talking about the Bulls. I'm talking about the 49ers. I'm talking about the Patriots. I'm talking about the Yankees. God help me. I'm talking about the Boston Red Sox with three titles in, in a six-year span. I'm talking about the every team that you have claimed that we have talked about this week, you're calling them a joke too. And they make fun of you because of the ridiculousness that you speak. Every time you open your mouth, somebody should put a bunch of no. I won't. I won't even say that. I say that. I'll say it jokingly. Every time you open your mouth, somebody should put a pair of socks in it that are rolled up. In fact, Stephen Curry should shoot a pair of socks in it because that's how he got started in playing basketball. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that his dad, Dell Curry, taught him everything he knows. Who taught you what you know? That's what I thought. And Snowman is done. Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. I have oh, to guys, say, uh, I have to say that to diss the Warriors, Skip Bayless, you are pathetic. You're just jealous because the Warriors <laughs> won the NBA Finals this year. It just so happens it went into Cleveland, the uh-huh. city that you cherish, the city that is expected <laughs> to see the Cavaliers win championship because LeBum is there. Hey, Skip Bayless, and I'm going to say this directly to you, Skip Bayless. Your favorite guy, LeBron James, is the most overrated basketball player in the NBA. Amen to that. Amen. should be learning something from Larry Bird, Magic, Michael, Irving, Bill Russell. But no, you're saying, oh, LeBron LeBron says, oh, yeah, Larry Bird and Magic and Jordan should learn something from LeBron. I don't think so. Look at the resume. Look at him. He's two and four, you prick. I would want to look at the resume. It's a disaster. Yeah, two and four in the NBA Finals, and he walks it up the court and he gives up on his teams. You are a prick, Skip. Agreed. Wow. Unbelievable. I just got a couple more uh, skippy. I I have a I'm, I'm at lost the words because I don't know if Sean's gonna cut in or not. But anyway, um, Scooby Bayless said that Joe Montana is the most overrated Hall of Famer of all time. I am leaving. Oh, oh my gosh! I'm, I'm out. Bye bye. Dude, I am I am leaving, and I'm probably gonna drown somewhere. I'm gone. <laughs> No, I didn't like Joe Montana. Listen, I'll be honest. I did not like Joe Montana because as a little boy, he used to defeat the Chicago Bears constantly, single-handedly, at least him and his great receivers. But if you look at Joe Montana, the quarterback of the 1980s, 
three Super Bowls. Listen, this may be a different sport, but LeBron James can learn something from Joe Montana, never to lose a championship. If you take a look at what Joe Montana and Bill Walsh did with the San Francisco 49ers, they made the 49ers a popular organization. They made it a winning organization. Before Montana, and I have to say this, before Bill Walsh too, this organization was an utter joke. Nobody wanted to play there. They had no future. Super Bowl and 49ers, that was delusional thinking. But if you take a look at the San Francisco 49ers and where they are now in terms of prominence, in terms of why they have this beautiful Levi Stadium, you can trace its roots back 30 years, 35 years ago, to when Bill Walsh and Joe Montana formed this unity. And, man, you talk about a unity, one of the best in all of the NFL. Gosh, I'm going to drown. I'm going to drown somewhere. I have to say that Frank is right, that in the decade of the 1970s, the 49ers were a laughingstock team, and they were bad. When Joe Montana came to the 49ers in the decade of the 80s, that changed everything, and San Francisco was the dynasty of the 80s. Just dominating every team, breaking the Dallas Cowboy fans' hearts time after time. Of course, the Joe Montana, the Dwight Clark touchdown. And as we get over to Snowman, I can just picture Snowman sitting there again, (laughs) shaking his head, because about how they could have skipped Bailey's call, Joe Montana overstated Uh Okay. Overrated. Montana overrated. What a bunch of I'll throw one I'll throw one stat out there, gentlemen. If I'm correct, Mr. Josh Lopez, I believe Montana is the only quarterback in Super Bowl history with at least four Super Bowl games under his belt to not be picked. Off. Oh my Correct. goodness, that's right. I oversaw that. Shame on me. I'm hitting myself over the head. Oh, shame on me too. When Montana and Walsh, when Montana and Walsh got together in 1979, and three years later, the most glorious moment in the NFL happened when Montana found Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone to beat. Skip Bayless's Dallas Cowboys, and thank you, Joe Montana and Dwight Clark, for that. It launched 20 years of dominance. 20. Not four, not five with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. 20. 2 0. And Montana proved the way for another Hall of Fame quarterback. His name is Steve Young. And I'll drop the mic right there. Can I just say one thing before moving on? The reason why I used to hate Joe Montana is because, I'll admit, he was that good. Think back to the Monday night game. The 1988 NFC Championship game, which seemed to be in the Bears' favor uh, because of the weather at Soldier Field that day, Montana just smoked the Bears that that late Sunday afternoon. Look, I respect Joe Montana. He was just that darn good. Overrated. What an idiot. I think Montana threw four touchdowns that Sunday afternoon. I was watching with um, my dad and about ready to cry, Brian. Right. I was I was on the verge of tears as a, as a seven year old first grader. 
I literally was on the verge of tears as a seven-year-old first grader on that January day in 1989. Watching the game with my dad, watching the game on CBS with my dad. Mm Mm-hmm. It was sad. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Now, I'm going to throw the bone to everybody. This is a Friday show, and we're having a blast here, and I always... Love doing these shows with the snowman here. Uh, we're going to extend the bash hour today, actually, since it's a Friday show. So why not? Oh, more so we'll sh- go to when we have oh, to start commercial break. Is that fine with you, buddy? That's fine. Man. I'm cool yeah, we with gotta, that. We got to pay the bills. This is comedy at its best. Absolutely. You know, you know, yeah, let's go to a wrestling quote here, shall we? Oh no! Oh, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> um, oh dear Lord, no! Skip Bayless said he would spear Goldberg out of his shoe. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> Look at the size of these two. Look at the size of Goldberg. Skip Bayless would have to take a lot of steroids for that. <laughs> Skip, take some steroids. <laughs> it will happen if you take a legal no, drug. you get there, buddy? Look what you've done, Josh. Now you've lost Brian as a result of that ridiculous quote. Then would Skip Bayless, I don't even think with steroids, Skip Bayless could spear Goldberg. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's delusion. It's Delusional, pathetic thinking. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I yeah. hear Goldberg? Uh, uh, no. Um. Uh, yeah, I'll make one. I'll make one statement and one statement only. Goldberg would is? spear Skip Bayless. I'll leave it there. I, I can't even put an ending to that because it would be so hard. Wait a minute. That it would crack. It. All right, I think I have a finish to that. Skip Bayless would get speared so hard by Goldberg that it would crack the Golden Gate Bridge. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just wanted something. I just wanted something. Goldberg, listen. Goldberg would skip. Would Goldberg would spear Skip Bayless? Straight into his grave. <laughs> Seriously, he would spear him straight into his grave. <laughs> right into the grave. You want to live, Skip? I rest my right. uh, I, I have one thing to say since I'm the wrestling fan here. Um, Shut up. Skippy Bayless, is that what it is? Skippy's not, not only missing integrity and credibility when it comes to broadcasting, he, and he never had it, no matter what decade <laughs> of coverage he was doing, and whether he he was a Bobo columnist on the Chicago Tribune, or when he was on Cold Pizza, or when he first did the shows with Stephen A. Skip Bayless, he missed the integrity, and and the the main point here, manhood. Manhood? You wouldn't have any of that. Manhood, because he he would never say this to anybody's face. All these little things, he'll never say that to somebody's face. No, he won't. I think he ate cold pizza. 
before. You know, <laughs> you know what? If he spear, if he thinks, listen, if he thinks he would spear Goldberg, Goldberg would spear him, would spear him straight into a feeding tube. Skip Bayless would never eat pizza or any solids. He'd have to eat out of the feeding tube, literally. I told you how hard I, he. I think he'd spear him. Yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge. He'd crack the Golden Gate Bridge. He would crack Ooh. the Golden Gate Bridge. Period. He'd, he'd All right, here we go. Golden Here's a Cleveland. This is a Cleveland Browns quote. Oh, jeez. Johnny Manziel, probably. Go ahead. The reaction of Cleveland Browns fans from this past Monday night's game is the pure personification as to why Cleveland sports is the most underappreciated sports fan base in the world. If they actually put a winning product on the field, yeah, they would be underappreciated, but they're overrated, overstated, and over everything else. Period. The city's a dump. The team suck. Why, why do we feel sorry for them? Hey, hey, everybody, let's go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and have a blast. Can we skip that trip, As please? As a musician, I think, it's a, I think it's a sin that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in freaking Cleveland of all places. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then they sing, Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks. <laughs> oh, I hey, got you know what? Cleveland rocks right here. You know what? Besides, <laughs> besides Drew Carey, actually, they have Drew Carey. Is there any other proud Cleveland lonely or citizen of Cleveland oh, besides geez. Drew Carey? Because I can't think of anybody else. No. That no. I rest of my case, too. Right. Let's go to the next one here. Um, Stevie Bale said that Michael Jordan. Uh, will lose his sponsorship deals, and LeBron James will lead the NBA when it comes to merchandise and jerseys sold in the coming years. Well, I what can't. Are we to I, 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 I just can't see that happening. That's all. What are we coming to as okay. a nation if that does happen? Oh, jeez. Now let's go to the games that he quote-unquote picked for this Sunday's game because obviously he can't stick to his freaking conviction. Okay, here we go. Uh, Scooby Bale says that mine. <laughs> My New England Patriots will win 72-10 to 10 against my... Philadelphia Eagles. What a feeling there's going to be a lot of shocks here. What a feeling the shockometer 3000 is going to be overloaded and broken. We may need to get a repairman on the phone. Josh, get a repairman on the phone. I have oh, to say, God. I have to say, as a diehard Patriots fan, I'm ready for revenge and I'm ready to win another bet. That's Skip Bayless. 72 to 10, that's not going to happen. For, think about it. <laughs> 72 points, what are the odds? I mean, they would have running clock literally in an NFL game. They see, you see it in high school, they would have running clock in this game. At least I hope they would. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. No way the Patriots are scoring 72 points on any team. I need some revenge because Browning uh, knows that he has a bet against me. I'll give them. Okay, we're talking about Philadelphia yep. here. I'll give them. I'll give them fifty-five, but not Yay! seventy. Yay! 
I'll give him at least 40. At least 40. At I'll, least give, 40. I'll give him, come on, uh, look, Frank, I'll give him 55 points. All right? Because you're talking about a defense that has been ripped to shreds. It, you know what? Does, does Tom Brady need a week off? Seriously, because I think Jimmy Garoppolo could beat this this Eagle team. Give Brady the week off. Make this a second bye week. I think Garopp I think Garoppolo can run this offense with his eyes closed and still put up forty Eight. points. Oh my God! I just saw this new thing for Skip. Oh no! Oh no! I'm sorry. Oh, what is it? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry, go ahead. Buddy. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Josh is calling me by my first name, but I have the feeling I'm going to go completely off. Josh, I'm putting myself on mute. I'll lower the mic, too. Because (laughs) you're laughing and cutting in is going to ruin the moment here. Okay. Skippy Bayless said that he could be a better fire than Oscar De La Hoya, Lennox Lewis, and Mike Tyson. (laughs) And he could teach Floyd Mayweather how to box, and he would challenge anybody to a boxing match. When the hell do you say this ridiculousness? <laughs> I, you know what? Hold on, Wild I Wild. actually, you know what? I think I want a one-way trip to to the sun. I don't care if I burn up and die. I just want to get leave this planet and never hear any ridiculous work quotes. I don't. I look. I think I want to go. I want to be the first man to walk on the sun. <laughs> Um, y'all remember the game, uh, Mike Tyson's punch-out? Oh, dude, that game yeah. was awesome. Listen, let me just say this. I had trouble beating the Hindu dude. Uh, it took me about two years, but I finally beat the Hindu dude. <laughs> you know who Skip Bayless reminds me of? Uh, Last Joe? Who? Bingo. Last Joe? Dude, everybody should beat Glass Skip Joe on the first time. like Glass Joe. He does! <laughs> and every one of those fighters that he named that he claimed he could beat should walk up to him on site and crown him one. This would be like losing the glass show. You know what? You're right. Skip Bayless against Mike Tyson, Oscar Dale Hoyer, and everybody else. That would be like Glass Joe again. Skip Bayless is the equivalent to Glass Joe. And for those that don't remember classic Nintendo games, Glass Joe was the first boxer you had to face again with Little Mac on Mike Tyson's punch out. He was the is easiest. He was a given. If you couldn't beat Glass Joe, well, uh, you may want to read the manual. But yes, you're right, Brian. That's the perfect analogy. And by the way, thank you for taking me back down childhood memory lane. <laughs> My pleasure. Hey, this one might ruffle some feathers here. Here's an MLB quote from the quote-unquote expert here. Um, Skippy Bale said he would like to be be part of the voting committee for the MLB Hall of Fame, and he says that David Ortiz is not a first-ballot MLB Hall of Famer. I'm getting out of the way because I know what Sean's going to be thinking here. Sean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm under my desk. I'm hiding. Say that quote again, Josh, please. I'm getting out of the way, too. Oh. See you later. Duck and cover. Okay, Duck and cover. Oh. okay Snowman Jr., here we go. Timmy <laughs> Bayless said that he wants um, he wants uh, to be on the voting committee for the Hall of Fame, right? And he wants 
he says that David Ortiz is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. <clears throat> well, you know what? You I'm little, you little schmuck. Have we ever known and realized that Ortiz has won three championships for the Red Sox? He was a part of the greatest comeback in sports history against the Skankies from 03 down. He was the World Series MVP with a 688 batting average and 11 out of 16. And you say he doesn't is not a first ballot Hall of, Hall of Famer. You know what, Skip Payless? Just shut your trap. You have nothing. You don't know how to make sense. You don't even know what you're talking about. No wonder you are the most overrated broadcaster and journalist in the history of journalism. And that's why you are not a Red Sox fan. You are not. I stick with the Red Sox through thick and thin. You numb nuts. Good grief. Can I come out of hiding? Sean? Yes. Yes. The you. day that David Ortiz gets elected on the first ballot into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. there's a song I hope that they play and make Skip Bayless listen to, and I believe you know what that song is. Can we have a little Dirty Water, please? I was going to say, that, love that Dirty Water. Boston, you're my hometown. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I think Josh can play the opening set of bars for that for the day David Ortiz gets elected. I love that opening. That's an awesome opening. Think of Red Sox. How about about this? The Dropkick Murphys shipping up to Boston. There you go. That and Dirty Water. You got it. And and then... Hey, is 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 that Boston music or wannabe Irish music. That's Boston music. It sounds exactly the same to me. Nothing different any time I listen to that. How about this? How about this? Sweet Caroline. Hey guys, I got a good idea. never seems so good. Sean, you're going to love this one. I got a good idea. The day... David Ortiz gives his Hall of Fame induction speech, and it's going to be on a Sunday, obviously. That's when the Hall of Fame is. Uh-huh. Why yeah. don't we tie up Skip Bayless and force him to watch David Ortiz speak? We can duct tape his mouth, we'll tie him up behind a chair, and he could sit down and watch. We can that's, do that. But he yeah, might we need do, to do that. We can do that. That will be an unusual punishment to David Ortiz. Yeah. Oh, right. no, no bad, bad idea. Bad hey. idea. One last call of the week. Here we go. I was sad. Skippy Bale says that Tom Brady, once again, will prove in the playoffs that he's the greatest quarterback and sports player of all time. It's not Tony Romo? <laughs> I, I think that's a big pile of horse shit, if I ever heard. Yeah, me. it's not Tony <laughs> Romo. I was changing it from Tony Romo to Tom Brady. <laughs> that's funny. God, that's, that's terrible. That's I just worse, player of worse time. and worse okay. and worse. Sure. I'm just laughing I mean, it off. Cause this, this, this guy gets more flags and penalty calls against the opposing team that LeBron James does on a regular NBA night. And he's the greatest sports player. Whatever. 
Give me a break. Great sports player of all time, my ass. The greatest what? Sports player of all time. This is my closing statement for the week. And y'all have heard it before. Greatest sports player of all time. That is some grade-A, homogenized, Holstein, fresh bullshit (laughs) if I ever heard it. I just heard it. I just heard it with my own two ears. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than music. On that note, that's the reference to Skippy Bale's talk for this week, uh... If you ever miss an edition of the Skippy Bales Bash Hour, you can hop on to jockjournal.com. Uh, go to the Jock Journal radio section. You'll find our on-demand episodes. With that said, that's a wrap for the Bash Hour. Unfortunately, the Snowman has to go, but hopefully maybe one of these days the Snowman actually joins us for a full show because this man has a tremendous perspective on sports. I learned a lot from the guy, and it's always a blast having him on the program. You know what, Stars? I will take you up on that invite one day next week and join you guys for a full show. Thank you guys for having me. It's a blast as always. Rock on. Talk to you later. Love you guys, too. Talk to you all soon. All right. That's the No Man from the Arena Sports Network. That was a fun bash, our boys, huh? It most certainly was. Uh, never gets old. Is there, a, is, is, is there a delay going on? You guys are taking a long time to respond now. <laughs> it's like no, a three-second pause. Hey, I'm trying to not interrupt. I'm trying to be be it's respectful okay. and use use some courtesy. Yes, I'm trying yeah, to be a gentleman. To, you, yeah, you're trying to be uh, Brian Snow and Jason in this bash out of jeez. I'm right. trying to have man. You know, I'm trying to have. I'm trying to have manners. All right, we got a go. commercial break. Uh, at the top of the hour, we'll be going over our picks for week 13 of the NFL season. This is Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. When you look at the evolution of the smartphone, you will notice that all these devices are constantly getting better in every way. More useful, more powerful, and physically larger. We decided to skip 10 steps in that evolution, and we made the absolute best smartphone that you could possibly imagine. And here it is. The FB... The 607! 
Behold, the future is upon us, and now is the time where we must... Ah, I'm sorry, really heavy, hurts the leg. Let's take a look at some of the specs. At 2.5 feet by 3 feet and 112 pounds, it literally dwarfs the competition and destroys it. The frame is a virtually indestructible cast iron titanium alloy, perfectly protecting the 9,500 gigahertz processor. The unique handprint and footprint technology guarantees ultimate security. It's just like Mission Impossible, but in real life. The battery life is 58 minutes, but you won't be using the battery that much because this baby runs on good old-fashioned gasoline. Just fill her up and pull the starting mechanism until you hear a slight humming. It's also equipped with cable cameras. What? It's equipped with cable television. What? It comes with cable TV. Why? Because people love it. And in the unlikely event that you should experience service problems, just bring it back to the shop and the FB607 Virtuosos will change the oil, check the transmission, and examine any exhaust pipes to make sure that you and your loved ones are safe from any harmful fumes that it may or may not produce. <laughs> But be careful, because this phone is so hyper-intelligent that you may sometimes find it standing over your bed in the middle of the night, looking at you, wondering what you're dreaming about, just waiting for you to give it something to do. Please, give me a reason to live. Oh, my God! Um, I, I, I don't know, um, show me the weather. The Apple FB607. It's f***ing big. Barely ads. They're stupid fake commercials. Oh. Don't yell at me. You are not my father. I'm not your father, but I own you, and I would like you to leave the room. You don't own me. This is my house. I own this whole house. Asshole. Why is your house all white inside? You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Uh, Obsessed. Obsessed? With, with one beer, two beers, three beers... A shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody berry. I'm itching inside. My liver's all twisted up. And you know what I did? I took Deborah, went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka. Welcome back, everybody. Here is the Sports Drive here on Jack Journal Radio, hour number three, final hour of the show. We're going to go full speed ahead with our picks for week 13 of the NFL season. We've got lots to get to, so we'll let Sean direct us through all the games, try to go as quickly as we can, and then we'll have our final thoughts. I do want, I do like saving some time towards the end of the show to give our final thoughts and shout out to the fans. And uh, we'll get out of here and have you guys enjoy your weekend. So, 
with that said, Sean, let's get this bad boy started. What's the first game we're talking about today? All right, Josh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to hour number three of the Sports Drive, Friday, December 4th, 2015. Here we go. Here's the games that we have. We've already got one that we talked about. Here we go for Sunday. Houston at Buffalo. I'm going to go first. I'm going to take the uh, – I'm going to go with the Houston Texans in this game. Houston looks really, really uh. good. They're playing well. They're the team that looks very, very poised to win the AFC South division. I think Indianapolis needs to be concerned. Josh? I'm going to go with the Houston Texans as well. Um, I don't know. Every time I go against the Buffalo Bills, Tyrod Taylor always makes the game close, which kind of bothers me. But, um, yeah, I think J.J. Watt and the Texans small the Buffalo Bills this weekend. All right, this, team, this Houston Texan team, this Houston Texan team is running a lot of momentum. Four-game winning streak. Uh, I don't know how you cannot take the hot hand in this game. I got to go with the Houston Texans because, listen, I agree with you, Sean. This is a rever weak AFC South. But the one thing we have come to learn about this AFC South is that it's coming down to two teams: the Colts and the Texans. And the Texans Correct. have returned to the form that I think everybody expected. Uh, slow start, but they've won four straight. And as far as the Buffalo Bills go, I got to be honest. Two weeks ago against the Patriots, uh, that was a, I'll be honest, that was a winnable game for the Buffalo Bills. They played great defense. They were able to get to Tom Brady at times. But I saw a lot of white flags in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. That Bills team did not impress me. In fact, they're a team that I'm convinced will not make the playoffs. Guys, Houston Texans for me. Real quickly before we go to the next game, you bring up an interesting point about Buffalo. It's been a big problem for them throughout long after the Jim Kelly era. That every year that they start out great, you know, for like the first half, go like four and one, five and two, four and two. Everybody talks about, oh, the Bills will be back. They'll make the playoffs. But they're the Bills. Next game, San Francisco against Chicago. Me, I'm going to take the Chicago Bears very easily to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Frank. Ah, Bears. Listen, guys, the Bears have been playing very well as of late. Uh, they have, they've been winners in their last three out of four. Uh, what we're starting to see is really, I believe, uh, and Josh, uh, I want to hear your opinion on this, the true colors of Jay Cutler. And the reason why, guys, I'm going to keep on mentioning this, but this is fact. I'm going to Frank. Frank, Frank. there. I think we lost Frank. We continue. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh, your thoughts? Oh, yeah, Josh. Yeah, the big one dropped. <laughs> um, thanks for asking me, but um, I, I think it goes down like this. I think the Bears do win, son. But here's the thing: if the Bears want to make the playoffs, they have to win games at home. I don't know what the problem is. Ever since Mark Tressa came to the team and then once John Fox came to the team, there's an issue that the Bears, one, cannot score, or B, can't win at home. You've got to win home games. It's your home for a reason. You can't let these teams beneath you come in your stadium year after year after year, beat you on your home field like that. It's happened way too many times for the Bears. Look at last year, Sean. You had the Bills, you had the Saints, you had the Dolphins come in and beat the Bears on Soldier Field. And it, it hurt the Bears' playoff chances. And, you know, they got a perfect opportunity to strike when the iron's hot, 
do not fumble this up because you're playing the team that's beneath you. Take advantage of it, win on your home field, and get the freaking job done already. Uh, the next game we get to until we uh, get Frank back, Cincinnati-Cleveland. I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals in this game against the Cleveland Browns. Hey, the only way the... Back. I have returned. Oh, okay, I have uh, we're... Returned. Frank, we're moving to the next game, Cincinnati-Cleveland. I'm going to go on, Cincinnati... Hold up, hold up, Sean. Sean, hold up. I wanted to uh, tell Frank what I was saying to you because he's the Bears fan. He had to hear this. I want to hear from it, Josh, it too. Yeah, it goes simple like this, buddy. You have to win games at home. Enough is enough already. Mark Trestman is not there anymore. But enough with these teams who are beneath you that continue to come into the city and either, A, make the game close or continue to win. Teams like the Buffalo Bills and the Saints and the Dolphins and all these other teams from the Trestman area came into Bolsa Field and beat the Bears. And, and then it happened again this year uh, with John Fox. You have to win home games. It's your home for a reason. If you want to make the playoffs, you have to win at home. Yeah, the story. Yeah, you gotta, you have to and on the road. And on the road, too. And, Josh, look, before we move on, I just want to say, if you look at the Bears' schedule, the remaining five, three out of those yeah. five are at home. So, you know what? The Bears yeah. have to win every game out to have an excellent shot of making the playoffs. But like I said, Josh, if this team can just finish eight and eight playoffs or no playoffs, I'm gonna celebrate. Yeah, me too. That's funny. Okay, Cincinnati, Cleveland. We were already getting to this. Uh, I've been taking the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, Cincinnati to me can go into Cleveland. The Browns choked last Monday. Maybe they can play. Maybe spoiler, but I got to give the edge to the Cincinnati Bengals because here they are trying to fight for the home field advantage and trying to battle with both New England. And Denver, Josh. Um, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals on this one too. With you, buddy. Um, by the way, Frank dropped again. Frank's having some bad internet con- uh, connection issues. I don't know what the problem is. So hopefully we have the big win back. Um, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals, Sean. Thirty-eight to three. Thirty-eight to three is what you're picking there between Cincinnati and Cleveland. Uh, good prediction. I just, yeah. Josh, I don't see any way and anyhow that Cincinnati would end up losing that game. We move to the next game. And this game will very, be boring. This game will be very much boring until we get Frank back. We'll get his thoughts about Cleveland hosting Cincinnati. This game very boring. Make yeah. it quick. Jacksonville, Tennessee. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans, too. Uh, this game should be happening clearer to be on television. I don't care that it's the NFL team. These two organizations blow donkey, you know what. Indeed they do. The next game we get to, Arizona. They will travel to St. Louis to take on the Cardinals. Uh, actually, the St. Louis to take on the Rams. Excuse me. I'm okay. taking the yeah. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals, Josh. Uh, you know, Arizona knows that they are a team that's got probably the number two seed wrapped up. Can they catch Carolina? I'm going to say highly unlikely. They could still try to battle it out for the number one seed, but I think it's still a very very slim shot. Do we have Frank back? Yeah, you do. Yeah, well, listen, modern okay. technology. Modern technology doesn't like me. All right, Frank. We're going to back it up. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Make this uh, quick in Jacksonville, Tennessee. Uh, 
guys, hey, let's not make it too quick. We could, hey, hey, guys, guys, we could slow it down a little bit. You don't have to do it that quick. We're, by the time we're done picking the game, it will be at 11.30. We All right, so, down, you can't go on long tangents. That's my point. Yeah, okay. Well, Cincinnati, I'll be, I'll be, Cleveland. Let's get your all thoughts, right, Frank. All right, all right. Listen, guys, listen. This game should be a bore here because the Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> have been one of the most consistent teams in the AFC. They've been able to get the job done. Sure, they've lost a couple games, but they've lost a couple games to two pretty solid opponents. Obviously, uh, the Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals. We know how great the Cardinals are. The Cleveland Browns aren't such a great team. This is a team that uh, Austin Davis is starting at quarterback. You know what? Let me just say this. For the for the Browns to start Austin Davis over Johnny Manziel, yet again, in this case, um, starting Davis because of Josh McCown being down with a broken collarbone, his season's out. What does that tell you? Does that tell you that Johnny Manziel's days in Cleveland are numbered? I believe they are. I believe that the Browns are going to ship their first-round draft pick of a little more than a year ago out of Cleveland because they're giving Austin Davis the keys to the offense here. This team has had some distractions. Obviously, the Manziel thing, it's a team that just hasn't doesn't have any playmakers. you got to go with the Cincinnati Bengals here because otherwise, uh, you may need your brain examined. I'm taking the Bengals. <laughs> the no other game... The other game, Frank, uh, Jacksonville, Tennessee. Okay, so let me ask you, how many Ethiopia. Ethiopians will be in attendance at this game? <laughs> Jacksonville and Tennessee. I know that game is in Nashville here. Look, let's admit, this, that's probably the one game that is the big bore. As a matter of fact, to paraphrase Josh Lopez, boring, boring, foghorn, boring. Guys, I don't know who's worse at this game, Jacksonville or Tennessee. Now, granted, Jacksonville did defeat Tennessee, but you know what? I'll give Tennessee some props. I think they'll win that game based on the fact that it's home. And let me just say, 1999 was a long time ago. It sure was, uh, especially for uh, this game being so meaningless for both. Yeah, and this is about the future for both teams, too. This is about gearing up for the future. Obviously, you got... Uh, two young quarterbacks, Blake Bortles of Jacksonville. Uh, you, you got uh, a couple of young quarterbacks, obviously. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Sorry, I drew a blank there for a moment, but it happens with the Tennessee Titans. Oh, my goodness, even this boring game. Look what the NFL has done. They've made me draw a blank by such boring football. You know what? Ship this yeah. game off to Ethiopia. Yeah, let's, let's, let's let him beat that one up, then. <laughs> yeah, I'll handle that. <laughs> the next game that we were talking about, yeah, Arizona St. Louis Rams. I'm gonna, of course, I took the Arizona Cardinals in this game. Who knows if they can catch Carolina? We do know this though: the Cardinals are a much improved team than they were last year. Even though they should have been the team winning the that division because they were 11 and five. They were actually taking it to Seattle, but Seattle overtook them. Then they ended up losing the wild card game. Uh, the Rams, though, they could play spoiler because they always beat the teams that are the, are the powers. I just don't see that happening against Arizona. Frank? How can you not go with the Arizona Cardinals in this game? The St. Louis Rams have been a complete mess. They have been dysfunction. Okay, they had a two-game um, back-to-back winning. Uh, I don't even consider, guys, I don't even consider two games to be a winning trick. Let's just say back-to-back wins. 
Uh, but they played the Browns. They played the 49ers. They played teams that are dysfunction junction. I mean, look at the teams that they've lost to. The Vikings. The Bears. Okay, Baltimore, not a good team. Uh, we know about Cincinnati. But here's the thing about uh, the St. Louis Rams. They're not a good football team. They're in such disarray. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals, look, even if, let's say the Carolina Panthers, Sean, to your credit, do finish undefeated. I don't think that means anything here because it's about the team that has the momentum. And I think right now Arizona has more momentum going in their direction, NFC-wise, as opposed to Carolina. I'm definitely taking the Arizona Cardinals in this game. I mean, is this game even worth the price of admission or my viewing pleasure? Absolutely not. Boring. It's going to be a Route 66. Let up uh, this Arizona. Come on, move on. Let's get to a more competitive game. You, you know what? But before we get to you, Josh, you bring up an interesting point about Arizona, though. Carolina needs to be mm-hmm. careful because they know very well that they have had a little bit of bad playoff history against Arizona. Remember Kurt Warner and the I'll never forget it. They went in to Charlotte, North Carolina, and destroyed the Carolina Panthers. Woo! Blew them out. I'll never I'll never forget that. They blew them out, and that was the year that Arizona went to the Super Bowl, which was when they were the 08 Cardinals. Uh, we go to you, Josh. Um, this would be a trap game for the Cardinals because they're playing in St. Louis, and uh, we all know the history of Edward Jones where players go to get injured and have a bunch of ACL injuries, which is very unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, I'll go with the Cardinals. I think it'll be a close game, unfortunately, but I'll go with the Cardinals 24-14. to Next, Baltimore at Miami. Josh. Yeah. Um, this will give you a snooze fest. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure the Ravens are carrying some momentum, but their season will come to an end. Uh, Sunday is the lose to the Miami Dolphins, 23-20 to by a late field goal. Frank? Why don't we give Ethiopia, listen, guys, guys, why don't we give Ethiopia two games? We'll give them an NFL doubleheader. Yeah, double the first game will be, the game will be Jacksonville and Tennessee, and then the second game will be this Baltimore-Miami game. Guys, the problem with the Miami Dolphins, and they've gone under a lot with coaching change, with a coaching change. They fired their offensive coordinator recently. It's a team in disarray. But the yeah. problem is, and we've seen this constantly from the Miami Dolphins, they are not a good, sound, fundamental football team. As a matter of fact, they may be, over the last few weeks, the worst sound fundamental team the NFL has to offer. i got to take the Baltimore Ravens in this one. And why do wow. I have a feeling it's going to be Baltimore on a route? Yeah. It's going to be the Ravens. On a route? On a route? What match shot? Really? Come yeah, on. Yeah, really. Going to no, make this yeah. quick. I am on. Go ahead. I'm taking Miami Dolphins in this game against Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens, they won it, and that was like we talked about how lucky Green Bay was with the Hail Mary. Baltimore was lucky they won because of a blocked kick. Uh, the Ravens are just getting ready to focus on next year. They need to focus on next season. And like you said, Frank, you know, for some of these teams that are not going to be in the playoffs, out of it, have had bad seasons, they're preparing for the future. They're already preparing for 2016. The Dolphins are not any better, and but I'm still going to pick them. Miami's gone through a lot of transitions this year. They fired Joe Philbin. They hired an interim. They fired, I think, their defensive coordinator, their offensive coordinator. Been a long, difficult year for Ryan Tannehill and the Miami Dolphins team. Next, big game, Seattle at Minnesota. Frank, 
Seattle and Minnesota. Guys, guys, this is... All right, let me ask you this. Would this be considered maybe your game of the week in the National Football League? I mean, look at this. Yes, Minnesota, why, three and three. This is my this is my game of the week. I'm going to say is, yes. This should, be, this, this, should, this should be the Monday Night Football game. I'm going to say yes, you know it is. But I'll wait till you know we what? get no, to Go no, ahead, Frank. It should be the Sunday night. No, it should be the Sunday night. This game should have arguably been flexed in place of Indianapolis and Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh, they've had their struggles with injuries. The Colts, they have just been a disaster, it seems. So you know what? I'm going to say this. I agree it should have been flexed, but this should have been a Sunday night football flex game here. Guys, if you look at the Seattle Seahawks, this is a team that plays very well at home, but it's almost like home is their comfort zone. you got to get out of their comfort zone. And overall, they've been two, they're 2-3 two and three Seattle is on the road. They've been playing some pretty good football as of late overall. And that's what I want to see is how can they fare up on the road against a pretty darn good team that has a pretty solid offense in the Minnesota Vikings. So you got the high-octane Vikings offense against the Legion of Boom. Guys, this is really a difficult one for me, but based on the Vikings and all of the steam they've caught, I'm going to say Minnesota in a close one, but this game is a toss-up. Hard for me to pick, but I'm going to take Minnesota. Josh. I'm going to take Minnesota, too. Um, I don't think the Seahawks will make the playoffs this year, and they've they got to be careful in this situation. You know, they're coming up high-strong against teams. That even though the Steelers have been playing good at offense, their defense is horrible. They couldn't tackle for anything. That's why the Seattle Seahawks scored so many points last week, but I just don't see too any consistency with this game, so I apologize to Nash and the band, but... Seahawks will drop back to 500, and I think they'll make they'll miss the playoffs eventually. So I'm going to vote the Vikings 27 to the Seahawks 17. Yeah, Nash, I'm hoping you're I'm wrong because of you. <laughs> Huge game. Okay, this is why I'm saying it. Huge game. Uh, yes, it the way I look at it, you got two teams that are battling it out. Uh, we got two teams that one fighting for their playoff lives, one basically wanting to win the NFC North division. And what did I say at the very beginning about the two teams I like between Green Bay and Minnesota? I went with Minnesota. This game, very simple. i got to take the Minnesota Vikings. It's just been, to me, it's been very, very interesting that they have been so good, the Vikings have. Because you know what? I had the Vikings like a 5-11, and 11, a 6-10 and 10 team. I didn't think that Teddy Bridgewater and Adrian Peterson could do it. But you know something that's been amazing about the Vikings this year? The fact that they have scratched out wins. They've been able to claw their way out and scratch out wins and kick game-winning field goals and win big games. They went to Atlanta and had a very dominant performance. I just like Minnesota in this game. Josh, you hit the nail right on the coffin right there. Or the nail, nail on the head, as I could say. The Seattle Seahawks are a team that just doesn't seem like they have it from the last two years. They just don't. And in order for the Seahawks to do it, they've got to get red hot. They've got to win the rest of their games the entire month of December just to get in as a wild card. They're not going to win the division. Arizona's got it wrapped up. Marshawn Lynch ain't playing too. Next game, the Battle of New York. It'll be the New York Jets at the New York Giants. The last time the New York Jets beat the Giants... I was one year old. you got to go back to 1988, the last time the Jets beat the Giants. The Giants have had their way the last couple of meetings against their crosstown rivals, the New York Jets. I'm going to go first in this game. 
You know, this has got so much writing for playoff implications. So much. You know, the Jets had a very, very big performance against the uh, Miami Dolphins. They finally played like they did the first five games, and they were 4-1, and one, and they won a huge game. This is a tough one for me, but I'm going to take the New York Jets in this game. The New York Giants wow. are not – you know what? The Giants are not clicking. They're not doing the things right. They played horrible against the Washington Redskins. They Sure, they made a game and only lost by six. But if I have to look at the entire NFC East, Josh, like you and I have agreed on, like you posted on Facebook, and I know, Frank, you would agree, that NFC East is a flat-out joke. You look at how bad the NFC East is, it is a joke. Let's move to Josh. You know, this is a paper. When I saw this game earlier in the year, I was like, no, I'm not watching this. This would be a stupid fest. I could give a flying fig news about it. But this really does. This game is really big for the fact there is a lot of playoff implications. One loss here, the Giants could basically be written out even though they play in the NFC East. But I'm just speaking on the wild card terms because no team from the NFC East will make it as a wild card team. I'm sorry. It is, it is what it is. Unfortunately for the NFL and ESPN, there will not be two teams from the NFC East representing in the playoffs. So, time to get over it. Anyway, I'm going to go with the Jets here. I, I just think they have a better defense. And they play in the same stadium, so I don't know why they would feel like they have to play like the broke team even though they're in their stadium. They actually play it. <laughs> so, I'm going with the Jets 24 to the Giants 20. We move to you, Frank. Frank, think about this. Think about this. How would you like to be in maybe a house in Queens on Sunday? And you have somebody and you have a couple people wearing blue, a couple of people wearing green. You talk about a huge house being divided. There may be a food fight with buffalo wings and many hot dogs and all of that because that's what this is gonna bring out. This is gonna divide the city of New York. And I gotta tell you, this is You're the man, Frank. <laughs> Did yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think we are because he's been having technical issues. Uh, the Battle of New yeah. York. I, I kind of agree with what he's saying before we get him back in here because we did get his pick. We can maybe discuss it a little bit more, but even though we got to speed up the process here, I can kind of agree, Josh, that uh, in the city of New York, it could be divided for family and friends. You could have you could have people that are Jet fans wearing green. You could have people being Giant fans being blue. It's just it's. It's uh, it can be a lot of fun when the two teams meet every four years, but it's also kind of for bragging rights uh, between these two teams, between the Jets and the Giants. But it's big for both teams. There's serious playoff implications on the line, and uh, I have to still say that the Jets look a little bit better than the Giants do. The Giants they just they've always never impressed me. The Giants don't. Yeah, we move to the next. We got a breaking news story that Chow White Sox signed pitcher Jacob Turner in the free agency. So a little MLB free agent news for you guys. Not just coming into the sports drive. Next, Falcons at Buccaneers. I'm going first in this one. I'm taking the Buccaneers in this game. I just, the way the Falcons look right now, Atlanta is collapsing. Falcons need a lot of help. They need to do their job and have a good month of December and get red hot at the right time just to try to get in. Lovey Smith has Frank. done a great 
I've returned. Well, unfortunately, I am on communication less dutable for clearness. But you know what? Hey, Jets with you Giants. Guys. We can hear your pick there, Frank, about Jets Giants. Yeah, I'm going to take the Giants. Listen, I'm just going to make it quick. Jets Giants, big playoff implications for both teams, but the Giants are, are the more superior team coming off a of big. Both teams are coming off big losses. But you know what? The Giants, they have more weapons than the Jets do right now. Giants. Yeah, the Jets winning last weekend, Giants losing. Okay, next game. Yes, I took the Falcons. Actually, Buccaneers to beat the Falcons. Lovey Smith has done what you said, Josh, uh, when we started uh, the sports drive. We covered the Buccaneers, talked a lot about them. He's done an incredible job. He's really worked with that team. He's gotten the uh, Buccaneers kind of back a little bit to the winning ways. And they're not far away from the NFC wild card. Josh, Falcons, Buccaneers. I think this game's going to be a snooze fest. Uh, these are two teams going in opposite directions, Sean. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Guys, I have to likewise go with the Tampa, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because the Atlanta Falcons, uh, when this season began, uh, they were neck and neck with the Carolina Panthers for that division, but they've fallen on a hard time having lost four straight outs. It could be something sinking into the head of this team, which, of course, have Dan Quinn, first-year head coach. But I want to get back to what Lovey Smith does. Listen, Lovey Smith is going to make this team a winner. They may not make the playoffs this year. Who knows? But you know what? This is going to be a team to be reckoned with. He did it when he came to Chicago in 2004. The Bears were in playoff appearances, a Super Bowl within two years. Guys, this is the Buccaneers game to win. Buccaneers, definitely. Next game. Kansas City Chiefs at Oakland Raiders. This has got serious implications, too, for playoffs. Oakland, of course, is kind of hanging in there, but kind of fading. They they are in the playoff wild card, but slightly. You know what? The way the Chiefs have played, I'm going with Kansas City Chiefs in this game. Andy Reid has really got the Chiefs playing some good football the last couple weeks. Chiefs win this game, and that's big to keep them in the hunt in the AFC wild card. Frank. Well, both teams certainly need, this is a big game for obviously both teams, even the Oakland Raiders. I mean, the Oakland Raiders, five and six. Look, I think the Raiders are heading in the right direction, but they are not quite there yet. Uh, The Raiders, still a team. And also, there's another thing, too, about the Raiders, guys. And I've been thinking about this with the Chargers as well as with the Rams. Could it be possibly just possible, then maybe the thought of Los Angeles have gone into the minds of some of the players on all three teams, including the Raiders, unaware where their home is going to be next year. The Kansas City Chiefs have been playing some excellent football. Points to make the playoffs as a wild card, and that's what it's going to be because Denver's have that division pretty much wrapped up, I believe. Guys, i got to go with the Chiefs. Josh? Up to the special of the week, I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders here. You add the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> winning streak. He's I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders at home. I have to say this. When it comes to upset specials, everybody, Josh usually is always right, and then he shows us and says, what did I tell you? I told you so. <laughs> Jesus. Really about Next the Raiders. He's good with the Raiders. Next game, Denver at San Diego. Frank. Guys, i got to go with the Denver Broncos because one thing I have faith in is Brock Osweiler. I mean, this guy has hey. done a fine job guiding this offense. Perhaps Peyton Manning has – I think Peyton Manning has had an influence on him. But the one thing, guys, that you've got to be impressed with, 
how about the lack of turnovers or the minimal turnovers under Osweiler here? And, of course, San Diego, look, is being Jacksonville really convincing? I don't think so. Denver, they're thinking the Denver Broncos. Hey, can yeah. you still make nation? Hey, do you think you can still make nationwide picks with the Broncos? Like, oh, sure, Broncos sure, yeah, I can. Oh, sure, no question. With, with Brock, but hey, but can you do it as with Brock Osweiler as the quarterback or Peyton Manning as the quarterback? <laughs> wait, the wait, question. hold on, hold on. Here's yeah, here's here's what Peyton Brock will guide our team to a win. No, <laughs> with Brock, Brock we will win either. Sunday. <laughs> Don, Josh, uh, me, buddy. I, um, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Broncos because the Chargers really suck. Denver, Chargers San, aren't, so, that, aren't that so great? Denver, San Diego. I'll take the Broncos in this boring. game. It is boring. I gotta tell you something too. Denver, even though they won in a really good game Sunday night against uh, the New England Patriots. I still have to say that the only reason, the only reason that Denver is continuing to win their games sometimes is because of their defense and their special teams sometimes. Sure, Brock Osweiler's been good, but can he do it more? He has to continue to step up. Because you had something for fact or fiction yesterday, Josh, or I think it was fact or fiction. Uh, you asked me, Correct. who do you think the Broncos should start as quarterback when Peyton Manning returns? I still got to give the edge probably to Peyton Manning. I, I just yeah, I still need to. But, but Brock is a good quarterback. He's yeah, a that's, quarterback that's got maybe potential to be something special in this league. And, and here, Down and the road, hear this too. Brock, Down the road, to this yep. too. Brock does not throw that many picks. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots. Josh. Oh, God, gag me. Uh, gag me. Put this game in Ethiopia, please. Put this oh. damn game in Ethiopia. I don't know. I'm sorry, son. I know you're the Patriots fan. Don't know um, about that. I'm teasing, bud. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, Browning. You're going to be rocking Patriots uh, cover photos in the coming days because I'm going to go with the New England Patriots in the route. Frank. Josh said it all for me. I'm going with what Josh said. I mean, this game not the really worth much discussing here. Come on, the Patriots, I mean, they're cruising. They're coming off a loss, but they're still cruising. How about the fact that the Eagles are a complete mess? They're dropping bird droppings everywhere. Hey, Frank, the Eagles are the 2015 – no, the, the Eagles are the 2014 Bears. You know after, what? I can't see that. I can't see after, where you're from. After all the expectation, all the hope that this Philadelphia Eagles team was going to be good, and I thought they would be with some of the moves that they'd be 13-3, and three, I am so glad I'm eating my words a lot because Philadelphia, to me, is just an embarrassment. And with the fact that the season is winding down, coming to a close, Chip Kelly knows that he'll be out the door. You're not going to go into Foxborough and beat Tom Brady, and not in Brady's house. You're not going to win against the the Patriots because I know the Patriots are one irked off team. They felt that they they thought they could. They thought that they really actually yeah they thought they could. They thought they should have won that game against Denver. And of course, I believe that they're poised. Uh, like Brady said on Dennis and Callahan on WEEI Radio, he says he hopes that after the loss, he, that the Pats can move forward and use it as motivation. So, 
the Patriots totally will blow the Eagles out. I just don't see them, you know, losing two straight. New England needs to keep winning. They know very well that they want to get the home field advantage and get the number one seed wrapped up. The AFC East is theirs, but they still got to get that home field advantage taken care of before the playoffs come next month. Carolina at New Orleans. I'm going to go first. Upset special of the weekend. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints to beat the Carolina Panthers. I know that the Panthers... Hold up. up. You just said what? You just said what? I just said I'm taking the New Orleans Saints to beat the Carolina Panthers. Oh, my God. Heck, yeah. I think... Six points against the New Orleans Saints. They put six points on the road against the Houston Texans, and now they're going to beat the Panthers? This is at oh, home in the Superdome. This is in the Superdome, and the Saints can help us out tremendously. Come on, Saints. I'm taking New Orleans. Josh? Oh, I have no words for you. The Saints and Saints are, are going to win because they're at the Mercedes-Benz Super Bowl. It's like saying, oh, the uh, Seahawks are going to win because they're at freaking Century League Field. It's a myth. It doesn't matter anymore. The Tennessee Titans came into freaking New Orleans and beat the Saints at home. I'm going to go with the Panthers in a route. Panthers in a route. You know what? If there's one game in which the Carolina Panthers can potentially lose, I honestly think it's this one. Sean, uh, I don't know if it's an upset because I'm going with you. Josh may not be, but I'm going to side with Josh. So guess what? I'm with Team Sean, and now with Team Josh – I am taking the Carolina Panthers to lose their first game to the here to the New Orleans Saints. Be sweet home for New Orleans. Listen, this is a tale of two different New Orleans Saints teams. You're talking about a team that's high scoring inside the dome. They play well they at home. They have no defense. They were in yeah, a but, shootout with the freaking New York Giants. They lost at home to the Titans at home. And they lost. I don't you two points here. <laughs> Boy, Josh, why do I have a feeling that if the Raiders and the Panthers win on Sunday, we're going to be bombarded yeah, by you? Yeah, he's going to get royally ripped on Monday. Dude, he's, he's always going to be like he's going to be. He's going to be like Sean. He's going to be like one of those, Sean, listen, Sean. Listen, he's going to be like one of those Catholic nuns in the Catholic school that's just going to be whipping us with that big ruler over and over and over again, saying, "I told you so, told you so, told you so." But Josh. The Carolina Panthers, a great team, a team that is definitely worthy of competing for a Super Bowl. I said not getting the Super Bowl. I said competing. But the fact is, okay. New Orleans plays well at home. They are probably – they're one of the best home teams in the NFL. Okay. The problem is they can't win okay. on the road. Well, I'm taking okay. Carolina. You, you tell I'm taking me, New Orleans. You, you, tell me that, you tell me the Saints are this year at home and they lose to the <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Tennessee Titans at home in the same year, and you're going to tell me they're good at home. Okay. You, you, good you at keep telling yourself that. They win at home. Okay, next, <laughs> they next find ways to win Next game for my head explodes. <laughs> you don't need that. Sunday night, Sunday night football on NBC will feature Indianapolis Colts at Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go to Frank. It should be the Seattle Seahawks at the Minnesota Vikings. That should be the Sunday game. <laughs> you got half of it. It's Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, hey, Frank, it's a rematch of Super Bowl 40, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say a rematch. Yeah, you know what? I guess it is, in a way, a rematch of Super Bowl 40. Guys, the question is, can Matt Hasselbeck really continue uh, this 
great, great stretch here. I'll tell you what, he's certainly been a more feasible option than Andrew Luck at times. But still, though, yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, you know what, though? I'm going to go with the Colts. Here's the, here's why. Because this oh. Steelers team is aging. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts here, my upset of the week. This is my upset of the week. Because this They're Steelers team is me. aging. Yeah, I'm killing oh, no, I can't kill you. You're hosting the show. How can <laughs> yeah. I kill you? You're taking Indianapolis. Well, I'll go next. I am uh, taking Indianapolis. I'm taking Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. I tell you, in that AFC South, I really think that Houston's got the advantage to win the AFC South. I'd have to say uh, Colts, uh, with Hasselbeck, it's been impressive, but I don't think you're going to win in front of those terrible yellow towels. Josh? That's my upset special. There seems to be be some syndrome here with Matt Hasselbeck where he was getting on a roll like Josh McCown was when he was with Mark Treston. He was the Bears' backup quarterback where the people in the actual city believed that they could go – deeper in the playoffs with Hasselbeck than they could with Andrew Luck. I don't get that philosophy. I think that's uh, riding bandwagons, but that's what you get with today's society. Um, Hasselbeck has been playing good. I'm giving him credit where credit's due. I'm going to go Steelers here uh, 30 to 20. Mm-hmm. I would have taken it a little closer than that. I can't believe it. Frank's taking Indianapolis. Upset special. Wow. Hey, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Josh is taking Carolina. I can't believe he's taking yeah, all the action. Panthers, Josh, against the Saints. Yeah, you know what? There's got to be that one They're pick. They're 11 Why wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, teasing you. It's on the Patriots. Hey, listen, Josh. It's not like we're talking about the team that had a tie last year. Josh, remember this, Josh. Josh, remember this. I picked the Denver Broncos to beat the New England Patriots and uh, and end their perfection. Watch out. Monday Night Football. There it is. Called by Mike Tirico and John. This has a lot of history to it. These two teams have had numerous and memorable games in the years past. It'll be the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Redskins. Can I start? Please. Go ahead, Frank. The reason why I want to start is is because my two favorite teams are the Chicago Bears and any team Skip Bayless roots for. I'm taking the the, the, the Washington Redskins. <laughs> my two uh, favorite teams are the Bears and any team Skip Bayless roots for. Josh. All right, gentlemen. I hate to do this, but my upset special of the week, the real upset special week, it's the Dallas oh, Cowboys going into Washington and defeating the Washington Redskins twenty to sixteen. Oh my! Is, isn't America? Isn't America great? Isn't America great? Where oh, you have the right freedom God. of speech? Yeah, America's great. Okay. I tell you, on Tuesday's show, you might really get ripped on Tuesday. Unbelievable! I'm taking yeah, the hot Hail to the Redskins. I'm taking the Redskins to beat the Dallas hey. Cowboys. Hey, you know what? Maybe he should seen hail to the Redskins if they if they do win. You know what? With the Redskins, you have to understand one thing. They have not played well on the road all year, but when it's mattered the most at home, they've always played well at home against a lot of teams this year. The Redskins still know that even they can get to the playoffs but hopefully it's not going to be a below 500 record. But I'm going to take the Washington Redskins. And with that being said, that caps off, everybody, the predictions that we made for week number 13 of the NFL.
Dun, 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 dun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take one more final commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show and uh, send out our final thoughts and soliloquies as we send you guys off to the weekend. This is the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. It's Tebow up to Denver from Florida way, got a Heisman Trophy, gonna make them pay. Orton and Quinn went to the bench, covered in that loser stench. Might be a legend. The legend of Jim Now he ain't like Rogers or even like Vic. When you beat your team, it'll leave you sick. Ain't got big numbers in the second half. He'll kick your ass. Just do the math. He's a legend, legend all right. Legend, legend, the legend of Tim Now he ain't like Jordan or even A-Rod. Some folks think he's the son of God. Pure enough to bang your mama. Pretty sure he killed Osama. He's legend, a legend. legend, legend. The legend of Tim Tebow. He's a guy that gives your team the fear. Get your woman's knees up in her ears. He'll start a comeback, won't even blink, and you just know his sh- don't stink because he's a legend. For you, don't stink. Legend, legend, the legend of Tim Now, Elway don't want him, neither does Fox. I'll bet that guy's got a five foot. He'll beat your team, ruin your life. When he's in town, he can f*** my wife. Boy, That's boy. what legends do. Oh, oh, screw, screw, no joke. Now f*** the Raiders, f*** the Chiefs. It's all about the man with a swinging beat. Everyone loves him. He's the bomb. Hell, I'm pretty sure I'm getting turned on by the legend. No, he'll never give up the fight with the help of God and Jesus Christ. He's the cure for cancer. He'll save your soul all the way to the Super Bowl with the legend. Legend, legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. Legend, 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 the legend of Tim Tebow.
are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, I, I think that I've become a little bit... Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. Welcome back, everybody. Final segment today here for Sports Drive here on Blog uh, Talk Radio, Jack Journal Radio, and JockJournal.com. Josh Wilson's here alongside Sean Mann, the historian man. And we got, of course, the big blue bumblebee boy, Frank Sprinkle from Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. And let's right. have some fun today. Let's have some fun, shall we? Um, we're going to wrap the show up right now before I give out the plugs and stuff. Um, let's have some final thoughts here since we got a couple minutes left to show here. We'll start off with Sean here, buddy. Do you have any final words for this? Uh, the piece here, the fans of the show before we head off to the weekend? Final thought is is that uh, I'm entirely grateful, the three of us are, that uh, we always enjoy welcome, welcoming you listeners to just listen in. Uh, it's been incredible. We've had wonderful listeners over the past few weeks since we've been doing this now for three weeks. and uh, Just thanks so much. I love doing it. This is the time of day that uh, we're, every time we get to a close, it's always good to express how we feel about the job we do. Uh, we're making sure we get better all the time with it. We like to give good sports perspective, be opinionated, and express what we believe, but we always like to make sure that we can keep it fun, keep it topical, keep it professional, and keep it to the point. So thank you all for coming out today and listening to us, and uh, let's just get back at it on Monday and have another great week next week. Hey, Gwen. Wait a minute. Is the show almost over? Yep. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is the week, is it, is, is the week almost over? Well, it is yeah. the weekend, Frank. It yeah, it's the weekend. Okay, wait, What's the matter with you? Teasing. I've been joining you guys all pretty much every morning, and now since the weekend is ahead and I won't be joining you guys until Monday, now i got to find a life of some sort. Well, watch the Chicago Bulls. Watch the, I got to find a life meetings. I got to find something constructive to do. I got to find a project. You know, if it just comes to show you, I know. Meetings. Hold it. I know exactly what you could do, Frank. You could, go out, you could go out and do your Christmas shopping. Ho, ho, ho. Why? You know what I could do? I could go bowling. I'm a bowling. <laughs> oh, hey, Frank, Frank, you do. Hey, Frank, Frank, you do that, and you tell us first thing Monday morning how you do. Well, first of all, wait, how would I do in terms of a project or wee bowling? I'll tell you what, want me to go wee bowling? No. You know, That's if I have time. I think it's going to come when I get on a magical run for bowling. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Wow. I know what I could do. I could go bowling and try to outdo you. Well, I, I'm just off a little bit. That's all. My average is at 111. I'll get that up. I need somebody what's to your average with. Anybody want to come join me? What, what, what's your average gutter ball rate? Oh, My average gutter ball rate? You, you had to hit me with that, didn't you? You literally just had to hit me with the, with the average gutter Look, I, sh- I throw a couple gutter balls here and there, but I'll get better. Over and under, three or more cutter balls per game. That's the question. Yeah, you know how uh, you'll get better? I would have to say, 
I'd have to say three or more gutter balls. I had seven gutter balls this past Sunday. You know what? Just take a page from Allen Iverson and practice. We're talking about practice, aren't we? We're talking yeah, about that's practice. what I'm talking about. You need practice. I mean, you can't be focusing on the game. You, Sean, man, you need Gosh. practice. I don't believe that. Yep. Yeah, practice. Practice. I mean, we're That's talking about Sean right. Mann needing practice. Yeah. All right, Big Win. Uh, it's for real, though. Any last thoughts, any shout outs you want to make before we head out here? Guys, I enjoyed it. And you know what? Uh, Josh, you are truly proving to be a great cult leader uh, pretty soon. Everybody, it's like this entire planet is going to be bowing down and looking up at you. You know what that means? Then we're doomed as a society. <laughs> we're doomed. If we're going to be looking up to Josh Lopez for leadership, oh, oh dear Lord, we're doomed. Hey, Beware. great job, buddy. I enjoyed being with you. Love the both. Love you both. Enjoy your weekend. Have a blessed, safe weekend, both of you. I will. Absolutely, man. Uh, before we wrap up here, let's get some plugs out of the way. You can follow Frank on Twitter at Frank. Follow Sean on Twitter at SeanManSWR. Who knows? Maybe when. Armageddon arrives at Doomsday. Uh, Sean will change his Twitter account to something relevant to the show, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WZJoshLopez. Uh, check out my most recent podcast I did downtown in Chicago for uh, the Pro Wrestling Experience. Um, just, I posted a couple interviews on my Twitter page uh, that I did on Wednesday. Um, also, check out my articles at WrestleZone.com where I do play-by-play articles for TV wrestling shows. Uh, this is another, not only is it fun doing the show with you guys, but also we're getting a return of the best on this end that we will get some sources of income coming in. But it's not about the money. It's about having fun and uh, doing the platform and having some fun talking to sports with you guys. And uh, you can follow us at Twitter at Doc Sports Drive, DA Sports Drive. Um, also, check us out on Facebook. Give us a like on Facebook. It's facebook.com uh, backslash the sports drive with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. And uh, with that said, uh, make sure you check out our on demand episodes on joshjurdle.com in the Josh Jurdle radio section. Um, also, go to iTunes, type in the sports drive or the sports drive podcast, and it should pop up there. Um, with that said, we're going to wrap it up. I hope you guys enjoy week 13 NFL action. There may be some new specials, but there should be some good games this Sunday. And then, let's see. Will I be right? Will I be right on the upset special picks? Or will I'll be get royally ripped on money? We'll find out. <laughs> That's the ruler. Ruler, ruler. Ruler, ruler. <laughs> For Sean Mann and Frank Sprinkle, my name is Joshua Lopez. This has been episode 14 of the Sports Drive. We'll be back on Monday. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Goodbye and have a great weekend. Enjoy some NFL, eh? Hey, what did you become? North of the border all of a sudden? <laughs> hey, right, have a great weekend, one and all. Listen, be safe and please, for all that's always trying to do something that I wouldn't do. You just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. We offer news, opinion, and discussion all the time for you Jock Stars. Catch you later, Jock Stars.
welcome to McDonald's. You've probably heard, we're revamping our image. But you may not know about all the wonderful new changes in store for our customers. You've seen our hot new hipster Hamburglar. But have you seen the new Grimace? He used to be such a sourpuss. But now, he's a puss magnet. Uh-huh. <laughs> we also have a new burger for all you tree huggers out there who are too snobby to eat fresh patties from enormous vats of ground-up cows. The McCarrot Burger. Mmm. Healthy and delicious. But don't worry. We've still got all the classics, like the Big Mac. And we're not going to change the Big Mac or the special sauce inside it. Our founder's grandson's great-nephew Randy's been making it, whatever it is, for 45 years. I make it at home in the back room, late at night. Now let's talk dessert. The apple filling in our baked apple pie was too hot for some people, so we replaced it with something a lot cooler. Gumballs. All right. And of course, there have been a lot of questions about just what kind of fish is in the fillet of fish. Fish, right? Yeah, of course. It definitely is a fish. But we're not just updating the menu; we're upgrading the entire experience. Karen, do you remember those complaints from moms about the cleanliness of the ball pit at the play place? I sure do, Jeff. But not to worry; those ball pits will be scrubbed clean by our new global head of play place cleanliness, Randy. They told me I could legally wash the children's balls. Whoa! Don't worry about how that sounds. Randy will only be allowed to clean when our locations are closed. Dang it. Wait a minute. We almost forgot about Ronald. Studies show that Ronald McDonald actually scares the shit out of children, so he's now known as health expert Ronald McDoctor. Hi. Nothing is healthier than eating at McDonald's. Uh, Try our gumball pies. They're very slimming. Thanks, Doc. Hey, Jeff, isn't it about time for our jingle? You mean, I'm loving it? No, silly. The new one. Oh, yeah. Hit it, maestro. Mickey D's, you have no other choice at the airport. So come on down to the new McDonald's, which is now called Anywhere But McDonald's. As in, where do you want to eat tonight, Jeff? Anywhere But McDonald's. (laughs) Oh, yeah, one more thing. F*** you, Morgan Spurlock. Dick. Anywhere but McDonald's, you still have no other choice at the airport. And there ain't no more Happy Meals, neither. Unless you have big me for it. You like to big, don't you? Barely ads, they're stupid fake commercials. Oh. I could clean your workstation. No, right. Randy, Randy. That's clean. Come on. Jeff, you want to step to me? Huh? Jeff, I, got, I can take it. Jeff doesn't want you to touch me anymore. <laughs> hey, Josh, glad you came over. Would you like a drink? What do you want, Sylvie? I really can't play. Josh, the stats are great. It's time to play, Josh. Josh, the stats are great. These five games have been, been hoping they put so great in. for me. Can I just hold you close to me? You know that I'm just second string. Better than Peyton Manning. And Jay would be certainly mad. Josh, you are making me sad. I have to be at practice so early. Josh, you are so handsome and burly. Which way is it to get to the door? Can't you stay a little bit You're more? really a drag. Baby, I love you so. Dude, what is on that rag? Just smell it. Now I'm never letting you go.
Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. I watch the NFL all day, so if you need to get a hold of me, call me my home number. 219-322-5707. Here we go. Time is up, huh? Yeah. Time to get out of prison. That's where I'm getting out of. I've been paroled. Well, I'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend, all. Try to have a better weekend. Be blessed, gentlemen.